Tune in to the Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM. Welcome to Friday. Unfortunately, not great news when it comes to people taking money from your pocket. More than half of the people in this country now are struggling to pay their energy bills. As if we didn't know it, it's nothing new, but it's on the front page of the mail today, crippled by energy costs. And people are uh, surveyed in it today being you know, asked, how are they going to cope? I heard on the BBC uh, that people now, of course, are trying to um, uh, heat food with candles and cans and stuff like that. I mean, you, you couldn't make this kind of stuff up with regards to the problems that we are having and they're having with fuel prices, uh, gas, home heating oil, uh, fuel for a car, electric. And, uh, you know, it's only going to get a hell of a lot worse. So much so that uh, the tabloids this morning, there apparently would be a day rate and a night rate for electricity and for power. And people are being encouraged by the Greens now uh, to wash the clothes and the dishes and use the, you know, the, I guess the washing machine and the tumble dryer and things like that at night when it's cheaper to do so, with Damon Ryan saying, uh, you know, then you'd switch on the dishwasher at 8 or 9 p.m. and not at 6 o'clock or before it when it's more expensive. So little tips for you to cut back uh, on your energy costs, God knows. Um, uh, the, uh, this, this is an internal memo that was apparently leaked, obviously, by a guard. That's why the headline says, um, ZZ Cop. Gardy being warned that if you can't grow a decent beard within a fortnight, would you ever shave it off? If it ain't working, it never will, and you need to tidy it up. So I suppose with the, the son are right when they say some guard leaked that email, email which makes him a guard, a bristleblower. Um, it's one of the inspectors within the guards who sent it around because face fluff won't do. It's got to be the full... The real McCoy are nothing at all. I do recall back at the start of the pandemic uh, in the NHS, they sent out uh, a memo or an email to all male. I don't know why they just send it to males. I mean, what about equality? But they send it out to males with regards to their beards um, because they said you need to be clean shaven now. Otherwise, masks will be useless and beards will actually increase COVID spread and infection. And they sent them diagrams then in the UK as to the different types of beards and moustaches that would be accepted. And there's something like in total 36 different on the list that were sent around. Um, And they go from clean shaven, which is clearly acceptable, all the way through every different type of beard you can moustache you can think of, including the Hitler tash, which is acceptable. You think that that would have been banned Anyway, now here's what I, I mean, I must be well out of touch. I've got to be absolutely honest with you. I thought they already had cut the uh, COVID isolation period from seven days to five days. They were certainly talking about it weeks and weeks ago, but it hasn't happened. They're only thinking about it now. And that's the story that makes this morning's uh, examiner from seven to what? Probably five. Mihal Martin has dismissed any reintroduction of mandatory mask wearing. It's got into a bit of hot water over that overnight. Uh, with different health organizations like nurses and doctors and what have you. Uh, but numbers are continuing to fall, and that's got to be a good thing. Uh, here on Lee side, business is booming, and long may it continue as businesses bounce back after two years or so of COVID and restrictions. And the Cork Business Association have announced their finalists for the 65th Annual Cork Business Awards. And there are dozens and dozens of businesses and loads of different categories announced. And, of course, the big win will be at uh, Cork Vienna Woods Hotel on Saturday, the 23rd of April. And all the finalists are listed in the Echo today. Oh, and by the way, uh, congratulations and have a great 12 months to Kevin Hurley of Hurley Centra. 
he's taken over from uh, Ono Sullivan from MMP O'Sullivan who did a cracking job as the president of the CBA um, other stories this morning talk of other kind of cost related issues including the cost of a second hand car won't say much about that now because I hope to come back to it this morning but just to let you know that uh, car costs for a second-hand car now are 53% dearer. It's 53% dearer now to buy a second-hand car, any second-hand car apparently, than it was before the start of the pandemic. 53%. I mean, that's a whopper. And and that's 30% up on just last year alone. Why? you got to ask yourself. And I mean, I did read a story weeks back saying that some second-hand cars are dearer than some new cars. And I couldn't believe it. But I can kind of understand it now. But another car-related story has to do with NCT centres right across the country. And I could spend a half an hour, and I'm quite sure the whole morning, if you guys were uh, involved in it, uh, listening to me, talking about NCT test centres and why they pass or why they don't pass or what they fail you on and things they miss or the niggly, picky things that they fail you on. But one-third of NCT centres around the country um, had more fails than passes I mean, you certainly wouldn't want to be up in Derry Beg, County Donegal, trying to get your car passed. You've only got a 44% chance of getting it done. Where you need to be is somewhere like Port Leash, which, from what I can see, has either the highest or one of the highest with a 60% pass rate. But here on Leaside, Blarney's got a 56% pass rate and Little Island has a 58% pass rate. Um, so we kind of knew that, didn't we? That Blarney was tougher than the NCT in Little Island. But not by much, only by a couple of percent. But it's all broken down in the papers today. Maybe we'll come back to it. They also tell you how to pass your NCT the first time. And it has to do with things like headlight alignment. Very important. Checking that all the bulbs are working, obviously. Um, your suspension, your steering system. you you got to go and have your tires checked. You go to the NCT in Little Island and always go into Desi's and get them to check the tires. I mean, they'll fail you on bald tires or they have a kind of a threshold of thread. If you fail it, you're out. All of your fluids have to be topped up. Not yours, but the cars. Your oil, your brake fluid, your coolant. Huh? Where does that go? Uh, and, and I suppose also, could they fail you if you'd no water in your wiper washer bottle? Probably, probably would. Maybe in Blarney. <laughs> Certainly in Donegal. And then uh, property prices have also boomed back to pre-COVID levels. And uh, maybe that's one of the reasons why there were never more property scams preying on renters. That's a story in the sun today. And guards are coming out waiting, uh, warning people yet again, as I've been doing for a long, long time. And God knows we'll all be caught in some way, shape or form in our lives these days. But you just have to go by the mantra. If it's too good to be true, then it probably is. Another story that I hope to come back to is passports. I hope to do it today uh, because um, there's a story in the Sun today talking about TDs being absolutely plagued now with thousands and thousands and thousands of applications um, going through, you know, you don't apply through a TD's office, but you get the TD to try and interject on your behalf. Something like 7,000 of them have been done since uh, this year alone, and we're only into the month of April. Uh, but uh, I did hear also that there is, because uh, we were working on a story during the week that we were having very little luck with for a passport, and then it turned out that the chap involved in trying to get a passport for a child literally just rocked up Check this out, guys. Literally just rocked up to the uh, Cork passport office on the Mall, um, got to talk to the security guard, got in, went up to the counter, told his story, paid 140 euro cash or credit card or whatever, and two days later got the passport. I mean, bizarre or what? 
couple of colory ones there for you apparently there's a survey out that says one in five people would rather have a chocolate bar or a chocolate biscuit than sex the only thing that tells you about it is that four fifths of the people still prefer sex uh, to chocolate and apparently if you didn't know it and you have a goldfish or you're thinking of getting a goldfish don't get a bowl that's round because round bowls for goldfishes make them stressed and anxious. Um, I can't understand why. Because they say that goldfish have very, very short memories, like something like four or five seconds. So you would think that goldfish would spend their entire life forgetting that they were actually in a round bowl. But a square one, or a big one, but not a round one. Because you're just stressing them. Lines open. Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 0868104106. in case I forget, can I just mention that our friend Lauren is a huge fan of the show. Is getting married tomorrow to her lovely fiancé, David, at the Honan Chapel in UCC. Oh, it's got to be a great place to get married. What a beautiful little chapel. I hope you get... I'll check the weather for you, actually, for... What's it like tomorrow morning? Somebody getting married tomorrow morning. Saturday morning. Oh, good. Morning will have bright spells through cloud and dry. 12 degrees. You're going to have a lovely morning, Lauren. Uh, so have a great day tomorrow to you, your lovely fiancé, David. All the gang want to wish you the very best of luck on your big day. And many happy days together, Mr. and Mrs. O'Sullivan. So um, nice that you listen to the show as well. Today's a free food Friday, courtesy of ourselves and Roosters, Perry Perry Douglas and also Blackpool. So I need you to text who you are and where you are to 0868 104 106. We'll start those shout-outs in about 40 minutes' time. So Roosters, Perry Perry Douglas will give you a whole clatter load of starters and main courses and desserts. It should feed 15 of you, maybe more. So text who you are and where you are to 0868 104 106. And away we go. We've got calls, texts and comments on the way. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818 104 106. Cork's Red FM. And you can text 0868 Yesterday at Doyle Committee, there was a, a motion passed by Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael and the Greens uh, that will impact greatly, particularly in Cork in the short term. And it has to do with uh, speed limits that are going to be introduced uh, to significantly uh, reduce uh, fuel costs and costs to motorists by reducing uh, in a new pilot scheme um, speed limits um, and speed limits are to be set to be significantly reduced from Monday under a new pilot scheme introduced by the government. Now, this is going to be trialled first in Cork, apparently. This scheme, I'm told, will run for three months and it will be introduced in order to, and I'm reading the quote here from the press release, improve fuel efficiency, cut down on our dependence on petrol and diesel and reduce carbon emissions. So this new speed limit drop um, works like this. Under the scheme, motorway speeds in Cork will be reduced from 120 kilometers an hour to 100. The 100 kilometer limit will be reduced to 80. The 80 will be reduced to 60. And drivers will have to do 30 kilometers in a 50 kilometer zone. So they're pretty drastic reductions. Uh, the government says that as the largest county in Ireland with the largest road route network, Cork is the perfect county for the new pilot scheme, which, if successful, would be rolled out across the country for the rest of the fuel crisis. And then there's a caveat at the end saying that these new speed limit changes will not apply to electric vehicles, but they will apply to diesel and petrol cars. 
Um, so that comes into effect on Monday. And again, the 120 goes to 100, the 100 goes to 80, the 80 goes to 60, and the 50 goes to 30. Um, I think I did read somewhere as well that there will be an increased amount of Gatso vans and speed vans and Garda, Gardi and uh, traffic uh, corps patrolling roads also issuing fines for breaches of these new uh, speed limits, uh, which come into effect, as I say, next Monday morning. I would imagine uh, that this has been um, something mooted by the Green Party and then that Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael just have to fall into line with it. But I was just curious as to whether this could actually be blocked, say, for instance, by a bylaw or some kind of a law that could be passed pretty quickly in the, in the event that we don't want this to happen uh, by Cork City Council and Cork County Council. Terry Shannon's on Cork City Council. Terry, good morning. Neil, good morning. Is How are you? There, is there any way that this could be, could be blocked? Because, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. You know, people should be just told to drive slower, not forced by law to drive slower. Well, I think we're already forced by law to drive in certain in a certain manner anyway. I mean, there are speed limits around the city already, and what this is attempting to do, as you have said, is to try and improve fuel efficiency and, and cut down our dependency on, on petrol and diesel, and indeed there's a public safety element to it here as well, you know. So uh, I think it's something that uh, is, is welcome in, in many respects. And I'm delighted that Cork... Uh, the biggest county in the country will be piloting uh, the scheme. Why? So, uh, why? 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 Why would you be delighted with something that, to me, well, sounds as it, if Cork's been has been picked by Dublin just to pee us off? Yeah. No. I think. I mean, I get a lot of requests from people around the city. You know that that we should be reducing speed limits uh, around the, the the city. You know so. Uh, and in particularly in suburbia as well, you know. So I think have you ever tried to drive? Have you it, ever you know? had, have you ever tried to drive at thirty kilometres an hour? Oh, I have, I have, yeah. And at some sometimes I've had pedestrians pass me out, but I mean, you know, it's it's one of these things that we need to try and see. You'd have, I mean, you'd have you bicycles passing you, you know out. I mean? You would, and I think that's probably the next thing as well. You know that. Uh, We'd be trying to increase dependency on bicycles rather than cars, particularly in the city and in suburban areas, you know. And, but, but, like, this is something that the government have brought in. I think Ex-Damon Ryan will be announcing it at noon today, and it's just for Cork that you will be uh, asked to drive at a reduced rate for the next three months just to see how it goes, you know. So and that, would mean, say, that, would mean, say, that would mean from Cork to the Limerick border on the motorway, you have to do 100. What happens when you hit the border? You hit them. You hit them. You hit the pedal. I suppose. <laughs> Hundred and twenty then. Yeah, and the I mean, same over, over Limerick, at the county. What bound. they do in Limerick in in Kerry is their own business. Do you know what I mean? But this has been piloted in Cork, and I think from what I can see of the press release, uh, Operation Gamol. Uh, the guards will be out, as you said, and so I think it's important people would be aware of that, that there will be local enforcement, both in terms of suburbia uh, and obviously in terms of the, the traffic routes around the county as well, you know. Let me get, just hold um, on a second, I just want to get the views, say, for instance, because assuming that this is cross-party agreement, and I don't know whether Sinn Féin were actually part of this uh, discussion between Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael and the Greens, Pat Buckley, Sinn Féin, TD. Pat, were you aware of this? Good morning, Neil. No, look, I was just listening to the radio station. I said I'd ring in. I said, I actually, I'm in shock because um, here here we are. A typical, like, anything that's good happens in Dublin. So, I mean, to me, it, it's typical Dublin treachery, if you ask me. I mean, why, why 
Why Cork for this trial? And I mean, I'm listening. They to say we have the here, they say we have the most road network. We're the biggest county. Well, do you know what? It's about time that the government recognised that there was roads outside uh, of Dublin itself, and we have the most amount of uh, roads in the county. But I just can't believe. I mean, the Greens proposed this. They have proposed some ludicrous stuff. I mean, I remember in the Transport Committee where it was proposed that we cut two-thirds out of the local roads transport out of the roads budget and put it into public transport. And I actually told the minister, I said, Minister, if you do that, this place is in Cork, where the hovercraft is what you want. Yeah, yeah. Well, but if I you're mean, going back to this, this is typical. The Greens now are in power. They have Fianna Fáil. I know it's slaves to Fianna Gael and the Greens. I mean, I don't even know how this is going to work. But hold on a second. What, but, do, but hold on a second. Don't they say that the faster you drive, Pat, the more fuel you burn? <sighs> Look, what about, what about people getting to work? What about children getting to school? I mean, I, I don't even know how they're going to police this. I mean, well, they still get to work in the school, I assume. Are you suggesting uh, they get to school and work later? Well, you know what? <laughs> I listened to Terry there about it. It's grand for Terry in the city. But if you come out to the rural areas... I mean, Christ Almighty, I remember years ago, a man said to me, you know, eventually you'll go back to the hostel cart. And the way they're going here, you can imagine some fellow trying to travel from Yale to Belgrade. How is he going to fare out? I'd say, would be easier to get the hostel cart. No, no, well, listen, listen, it wouldn't actually. It would mean that he would have to leave that little bit earlier, surely. Uh, I, I think it's just absolutely ludicrous, Neil. I mean, look, it's 2022. I mean, there's other ways of, uh, you know trying to, I suppose, save on fuel. And, I mean, look, it's been in the doll the last two weeks, maybe maybe more, actually, there's more. You know, reducing excise duty on fuel or doing something towards the VAT on the fuel. But, I mean, coming up with this stuff of, let's trap County Cork, let's slow them all down. I mean, next they'll want us to go three steps forward and two steps back. Cut down on dependence on petrol and diesel, yeah. reduce carbon emissions. But, Terry... It doesn't in any way impact on the driving speed of electric cars. Why not? Well, I imagine they mightn't get up to that kind of a speed, Neil. Do you know what I mean? An electric uh, car? Yeah, because I know, certainly some people that I know who have electric cars, um, you know, they plug it in and the whole neighbourhood goes dim. Uh, and then, of course, when they use it, uh, it seems to be out of fuel fairly quickly. You know, we, we, we haven't had enough of the those... Uh, plug-in areas around the city and the county to make that viable, you know what I mean? And look, I, I understand where Pat's coming from, and, and, and I, I know, you know, in rural areas it might be difficult, but I mean, we have an awful lot of people around the city and they're bombing around the streets, and we don't want to see that carrying on. Like, no one wants to see people bombing around. How are they, bomb, how are they bombing no, around you know, the streets? Like they're how? bombing up the street and bombing up that street, and, and, you know, residents are pulling the hair out of their head then because... You know, children are in danger. But really, while there's a safety... 30 kilometres an hour in the city in the suburbs is more likely a funeral procession. Yeah, and, and there are some areas where you wouldn't even be able to do that as such. But I think it's probably just an awareness that, you know, we are looking at and we have introduced around the city 30 kilometre zones already, particularly around schools and that. So now if there, there is a 30 kilometre like zone Neil, already... Hang on Neil, a second. If there's back, a 30 kilometre zone... On yeah, go on. Go on. Neil, Terry, are you actually genuinely going to stand over this? I mean... These measures will be as useful as an ashtray and a bloody motorbike. But, the way things are going. But look, if it's already if it's already thirty kilometres near school zones, does that mean that uh, from Monday with the twenty kilometre reduction, it's ten kilometres an hour around school? No, I think the reduction is to down to thirty. 
Um, so that that would be your that would be your limit as such. And look, as you know, Neil, many places around the city, you're not in a decision to to um, drive any faster than that anyway. You know what I mean? But I think it's it's something that people will get used to. I think they'll see it in their fuel bills, uh, and I think we'll see it in the public safety and the shared realm uh, around the city and the county as well. You know, and it's a three month trial, and I think we'll see how it goes. Uh, and um, I suspect from what I'm hearing that if it's if it's successful, it'll be introduced around the country then as well, you know. Do uh, you, you want to see I how that will go down? Yeah. If they introduce something like that in Dublin, there'll be murder. I suppose well, actually, they have some of them already. Neil, the next thing they'll be doing, they'll be sawing down the trains in County Cork. That's another question, what actually. Does that, mean that the, the, does that mean that the Cork to Dublin train has reduced speed until it hits the Limerick track? Yeah, that I'm not aware of, but... Um, yeah, I'll certainly put that to the minister and see whether that's happening as well, you know. You see, that, that's but, exactly um, what Fianna Fáil have to do all the time, you see, Terry. They have to talk to the Greens, ask permission no, no, from well, the Greens. No, no, well, in this particular instance, it is Eamon um, Ryan's um, uh, brief. Yes. So that's why... And you uh, have to do, and you have to I mean, do what I'm you're told, you see. Manager, I'll be talking to Michael McGrath, you know, that's going to be... Well, Michael McGrath has to do what he's told by Eamon Ryan, doesn't he? No, we not really, no, it's a collective, um, it's a collective government from that point of view. Neil, that's Neil, what college can I come back into do, that? You know what I mean? Well, Pat? Can I come back into that? You're talking about the Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael and, Fianna and the Greens. We have a new name for the party there, it's called the Fianna All Party, because they're all the same. They're all running with the same story. I mean, this is, this to me, I mean, your, your listeners out here, like, I mean, this is absolutely farcical what's happening. I mean, yeah. and here we are, we're the guinea pigs of the, of the country. George, jump in on that. George, good morning. You feel a fall standing over this. This is, I, I, I have no words for it. Okay, George. Hi. Hi, good morning. Have you tried to Google what would be saved by reducing speed limits? Uh, well, I, um, I Googled and it said 55 to 65 now, miles per hour, it said, was the most economical. And, I mean, I, I certainly don't think driving at 30 instead of 50 is economical, is it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I the, slower, the slower, yeah, the slower you drive, the less fuel you burn. Well, like, if, if you Google it, that, uh, that's what it says, that 50, like... Driving at 30 is more economical than 50? Well, you know what? You're probably right, and they probably didn't even research it properly before they decided yeah, to try this I, I out. Think, I think if you're, going a, you know, if you're going on any journey, that if you can stay like, like that, I can, there's, some, there's some, something in what they're saying about the faster speeds, but not the, not the 50 to the will you adhere by? Yes, will you adhere by reduced speed limits from Monday? <laughs> Well, I suppose if the speed vans are out, we might... <laughs> You'll just have to. Well, yeah. Yeah. We'll try anyway. Okay. Okay. Uh, thank you for your call. Do appreciate it. Now, meanwhile, no meanwhile, what what will be the fine on Monday, Terry? Any idea? I've no idea. I suspect a lot of it will be, because it's a pilot scheme, they'll try, you know, to be by persuasion and, and... What does that mean? That kind of thing. So... Uh, I suspect while they might be the, 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 the vans around the place, I think the guards will be around as well just to try and enforce it by saying to people, look, this is a pilot scheme that's underway now and, you know, if we catch you again or if you're caught again, you know, there, there, there will be a fine. Oh, so, so from I Monday it will be a don't do it, it'll like be a don't do it again law. 
type of thing and, and, and because obviously this is something that's new so you're not when, well, it's not a revenue generating thing really in many ways it's, and in many respects it's stretched to uh, save people money in their own pockets from that point of view so I don't think they'll be uh, while the guards will be out I don't think it's going to be massive enforcement in terms of that they'll pe- you know people will be in court for speeding and that but obviously um, you know people have to be, <coughs> have to be caught in terms of uh, their driving anyway you know from that point of view no, what if it's three months What if it leads to traffic jams? What if it leads to backups in the tunnel and all the approach roads into the city? What if it leads to people being late for work and decreased well, productivity? Say, I think people will, will, will probably leave a little earlier if they're aware of it and um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get used to that after a while. Like What'd you say, Pat? It's stop, something that it? we need to ah, try and... Ah, I said, ah, stop. I mean, do you know what? Did, did Operation Go Mole? It should be Operation Go Stupid. I mean, in fairness, Neil. I mean, I can't even believe we're talking about this. Um, what if I it mean, saves... Well, hang a second, Pat Buckley. What if, what if getting people to slow down and reducing the speed limits in Cork from, the fir- from Monday, what if it saves lives? There's nothing wrong with saving lives, but, I mean, people are due diligent on the roads anyway. But, I mean, to introduce this and, uh, as a trial basis and pay Cork for it, go back up to Dublin. They want everything else up there. They have everything up there. Let them try it in Dublin first and see what the reaction is. Okay. You know? So- from a hun- it's so difficult to get around here in this county anyway with, you know, lack of public transport and stuff. People need their cars. But I mean, getting up a half an hour or an hour earlier to get to school, I mean, in this day and age, I think is absolutely ridiculous. And I can't understand how Terry, how Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael and the Greens are going ahead with this. Terry, particularly Terry, where Dublin was- has a Lewis and a Dart and we rely on cars. Yeah, and, and that's why I suppose in many respects Cork has been looked at as well because they have those other modes of transport. This is particularly car-driven. And so, as you say, you know, it, it's a trial run to see how it works. Uh, and I think a lot of people, certainly in suburbia, and I understand where Pat's coming from in terms of areas of, of uh, the rural part of the county, but in a lot of areas you have speed limits already. So people have just been asked to uh, reduce it again a small bit to, uh, fr- from their own point of view in terms of fuel safety fuel efficiency and the, the cost of fuel and also there's a public safety element to this as well and it'll be interesting to see what the results are. I okay. mean, it may not be rolled out uh, afterwards but uh, it's just important. Now I think my understanding is the Minister is announcing it at 12 o'clock today and it'll come in from uh, uh, um, midnight on Monday. Okay, let's see what the people of Cork think of it. Thank you, gentlemen. Do appreciate your participation. Uh, Terry Shannon and Pat Buckley. So the deal being from Monday under a new pilot scheme, uh, which will run for three months and is rolled out only in the county of Cork to improve fuel efficiency, cut down on our dependence of petrol, and also cut down on the amount of petrol and diesel that you guys and me included are burning and saving us money. Motorway speeds in Cork from a hundred will reduce from 120 to 100. The 100 li- uh, kilometer limit will go to 80. The 80 kilometer limit will go to 60. And you will be only, and the 50 kilometer zone will go down to 30. Ireland uh, has uh, many, many counties, but they say Cork, the biggest of them, is the perfect candidate for the new pilot scheme. And as Terry Shannon said, he's extremely proud that Micheál Martin has guaranteed this groundbreaking scheme for Cork. And meanwhile, of course, they make a mess of many other things uh, and a total mess of the COVID bonus payment. All sorts of problems to that, apparently. And don't even talk about the government's promise of the 200 euro that you were going to get as a credit off your electricity bill. Nothing's arrived, not to my knowledge, because anyone that I've spoke to hasn't got it. I got the January, February bills in last week. No reduction. 
no credit? Text 0868104106. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818104106. Cork's Red FM. Now you couldn't make these things up. The things they make a mess of and then the things they decide are very good ideas. Uh, Sean is standing by. So is Kiram. First up, Lorraine, good morning. Morning, Neil. What do you make of it? I think it's bizarre, to tell you the truth. It's bizarre. I mean, it's up to anybody to reduce their speed if they want to you know, keep down their fuel costs. But my point was, are they going to go around the whole country and change all the, the speed things? Oh, my God, I forgot to ask that question. Oh, my God, that's a fantastic question. Well said. Yeah. Oh, my God, there are you so know? many speed signs. There's 30s, there's 50s, there's 80s, there's 100s, there's 120s. 120. Yeah. Who's going to be applied to go around now with a bucket of paint and a brush to change all of those? Yeah. No, it's going to cost money again. Oh my God, I never thought of that. I imagine they'll pass out kind of some sort of an extra bylaw saying, ignore the signs. No, but what... Well, it's like fecking killing like, a scully, really, isn't it? Oh, sure. You just said it. You know? Uh, the thing is, it's going to cost money, and who's going to pay that out again only the taxpayers? Well, no, but it'll save you money if you are not allowed to drive at 100 anymore and must go at 80 or you can't go at 80 anymore and must go at 60 and can't go at 50 anymore and must go at 30 you'll make huge money in your pocket you'll you'll save a fortune you'll be able to you'll be able to go out to dinner and have bottles of wine you'll be able to save up for sun holidays that's all very well for me Neil I'm from Cork I'm aware of it I'm listening to it on the radio I listen to you every single morning yeah you know what I mean? But what about for people that are tourists coming in, hiring cars? We don't really care about the tourists. And we don't kind of care either about, say, people who do long commutes. You know, the misfortunes down in West Cork. Yeah. That's kind of like, if they have a drive of 100 kilometres a day, that's kind of their problem. I only drive seven or eight kilometres a morning, so I'm not really concerned, you know? Yeah. Is that well, selfish? Is that selfish of me? Well, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Like, you know, if you're if you're lucky enough to be living in scenic West Cork, it comes with a price, and that's dearer, more expensive commutes. That's their problem. Like, well, it's their problem. They deal with their problem. We have to deal with ours, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from you know from from Monday, are you going to do what you're told? Or are you going to just uh, drive on and take the fine? Oh, no, I would do as I'm told. I don't want no fine and I don't want no points on my licence either. Yeah. Well, I don't know anything about getting points on your licence. They didn't mention that. Um, but well, so- of course, if you're going to go over the speed, you're going to get a fine and you're going to get penalty points. Okay. But can you not look at the benefit of this? You're going to have lots and lots of extra lolly. I don't know about that. I don't know. I just think, my opinion on it is they're just trying to get people to buy all these electronic cars. Okay. What they, what they need to do is go away and put in all these electronics around the place that people can, can, um, charge Char- up their cars. Yeah. Okay. More, more points you know, for charging electric cars. Okay. Definitely. I do think they need to change the speed signs before they bring any. Era, leave them alone. That's just my opinion. They probably will say, Era, look. You know those speed signs? Ignore them. We're sending the guy out with a bucket and a brush and we'll get to them all eventually. Anyway, thanks for that, Lorraine. Sean, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. From Monday... 
uh, at least 20 kilometre reductions on all limits, speed limits? That's okay on the 100s and the 80. But 50 down to 30, it's impossible. I'm driving uh, a transit van at 315. It's 20 feet in length and it's a big one. I've actually tried it uh, driving in there. (laughs) I was stalling. Did you just try it there now? I did try it and I actually couldn't get down to under 30. You're going to have to practice over the weekend, Tony. Really, really practice now. What they need to practice is the use of their brain. Like, in fairness, all right, 120 down to 100 sound, you know, 80 down to 60 sound, but 50 down to 30, there's no way. There's a lot of vehicles just can't do it, like. I tried to do it, I tried to do it this morning, Right? right, and I just and I didn't come out the link. I went in in, in the Douglas Road, right, and I right. just locked the car in at thirty kilometres an hour, and I drove along the Douglas Road. It was about twenty past seven in the morning, and I had cars flashing behind me, yeah. blowing the horn, passing me out so people with oncoming people buses. To come and <laughs> Look, it ain't going to work. You know what I mean. Why, can't, why should there be one law for Cork and, and another for the rest I of the world? I asked that question. They said you that know? Cork, here it is, it, it said that Cork was chosen because it has... It's a private scheme, so are they going to give... Are they, like as the lady there previous was saying, we get, we get fined, we get penalty points. Is that part I know, of I think from what Terry Shannon is saying, there seems to be I a... If you're, you know, if you're stopped the first time... Like if you if you're doing if you're doing thirty five kilometers an hour in the suburbs and a, ca- a guard yeah. stops you, you'll be told don't do it again. But if he catches you a second time, you'll get a fine. No, it's not going to work. No? they know that it's, Won't work. it's not going. Where's the thirty mile zones in Cork? I know of none. No, no, no. They're, they're fi- no, they're fifty at the moment, but they will be thirty. Yeah. What I would but suggest that there was already thirty mile zones. Yeah, in there are thirty. Uh, come here, do you drive for a living? You drive a transit van, you should know that. When you're going I anywhere know, near... I know of no 30 mile limit. Ah, uh, listen, you've got an awful you've got an awful lot of practicing to be doing this weekend. Um, because if you if you <laughs> go anywhere sorry. near a, if you go anywhere near a school, it's 30. Did you not know that, John? No. No. I slow down at schools all the time. But like it's like a, a virtual stop. When you're driving a, a vehicle of my size, it's a stop. Okay. I would be in the norm is impossible to drive around the city in in the van of my size. And I I say most cars would find it. Well, I can tell you one thing now, pal. You need to start practicing hard over the weekend. I'll bring them to court. No, practice hard. That's what you need to do. In fact, thank you for that, Sean. I would encourage everybody at the weekend now to be practicing, right? So that when it kicks in on Monday, you got to start practicing this, right? Slowing down. Now, you'll have bikes passing, you know, as in bicycles passing you. You'll have runners passing you. You might even have pedestrians passing you, but you need to start practicing. Uh, Michael, good morning. Hello, James. Are you good? I'm good, brother. I'm good. What's up? I drive a truck for a living and I'm doing 30k there now on the truck and the abuse, the flashy lights, you name it, we'll get you. Where are you, so, where are you, where are you driving at 30 now? Are you practicing, is it? Yeah, I'm coming out there now by the Julux Paint, heading out for the Mallow Road and I'm doing 30 and I'm getting some abuse on the road. Like what? Flashing cars, fingers, 
out the window. They pass me, hello, and it's absolutely chaotic behind me. 30 kilometers an hour zone, and it's absolutely ludicrous. Okay, well... So, another I, thing, are they going to go in and change all these signs? I'd 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 uh, I'd speed up if I were you. If you're getting grief and abuse, you know. Well, you just said to the last call there. We need to practice and we need to get on our get on our game and and, and have this all sorted from one to morning. Yeah, That's but I, I, I'd be inclined to maybe do the practicing early on a Sunday morning. Not 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 when there's lots of traffic around, you know. Neil, stop! Neil, stop! No, boy, they've asked us to do a lot. No, of no, no. I, I, no, yeah. no. Like I would I would say. Get up early in the Arctic, maybe at five o'clock Sunday morning, and do a bit of practicing. That's you know what I reckon this, you know what I reckon this is. Anyway, I need to get more calls on the air and see how we go with it. Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. Meanwhile, the craziness of our roads, I think. Kiron, good morning. Good morning, sir. Sorry, I've been holding you a while. Um, what did you see? Well, I'm in an e-scooter on the junction. I mean, it's quite common at the moment, these e-scooters on the road, and they're dressed in black, the people driving them, you know. And is there a, was there a passenger up in the back of it? Ah, well, there wasn't really, but the person on the e-scooter is the passenger. Oh, no, it said here, an e-scooter and a passenger. Have you seen the photograph? No, I haven't haven't seen the photograph, no. No. Yeah, I mean, people are on e-scooters, they're in the middle of the road, and they're dressed in black. Quite a lot of them. They shouldn't be on the road. They should be mandatory fibers jackets, I believe, myself. Here are those fucking e-scooters. Those e-scooters should be inside in the bicycle lane. Well, that's another story. Should they be on the road at all? Are they legal even? That's that's another question. But anyhow, getting back to your point, Neil, about the 30k zones, surely this is a wind-up for April Fool. I didn't know anything about it. This is a press release that I was given. New scheme, motorway, motorways 120 to 100, the 100 to 80, yeah. the 80 to 60, the 50 to 30, and it doesn't apply to electric cars. It will save no, you I money. Don't, I, don't think, I don't think this is... I think this is a wind-up. By, the, gre- by the Green Party, is it? Well, who is supposed to? Eamon Ryan has decided to play a prank on us or something. Well, I, I think either yourself, you could be involved yourself. And, uh, oh, sure, like I did get blamed Terry for everything. Shannon there, is it? I get blamed for everything. I don't mind. In fairness. But then you get my main point, anyway, I had sent on the photograph before you were discussing the 30K. I mean, there's a 30K up on one trade break, and it's not observed, you know. I mean, if they were, if, if they were to... The, the, the 30 mile an hour, the 18, it's 18K when you break it down, you know. If they were to enforce the normal speed limits, things would be a lot better. Well, they, they say that they're doing everybody a favour because it'll save you huge amounts of money and you'll be going around like the like the Dagenham Yank with extra dosh, like yeah. the American tourist Rubbish. flashing the cash. Rubbish. Rubbish. All right, my man, we'll pick it up. Thanks for that. We'll pick it up after 10. Text 0868104106. I see text coming in it already, so keep them coming. Text 0868104106. We'll pick up on those after the break. Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now, 086-8104-106, Red FM. And just another thing on this, when they say that this new speed limit reduction for car comes in at midnight on Monday, is that when Sunday becomes Monday or when Monday becomes Tuesday? Like, which midnight is it, in fact? And the other point, of course, is a very valid one made by a very clever listener. Who's going to go around now and change all the speed signs over the weekend? Are we going to see, like, 
a huge posse of people in vans and trucks with bollards and all sorts of things and roads closed off as they changed the 120 to 100 and the 80 to a 60 and the 50 to a 30 and the 100 to an 80. I don't know, man. I just don't know. To the phone lines. Charlie, good morning. Uh, sorry, my apologies. There you are. Charlie, what's on your mind? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just um, listening to you there um, about the 30 kilometre zone. And the I said, I mean, there's no, on. there's no real. Pro- I have no problem with the thirty kilometers. No, there's, there's no. Like there's going no from problem. fifty to thirty. I mean, you'd see more out your window anyway. Like you'd be looking around you more. You'd be enjoying the weather, looking at the sunshine. You know, admiring <laughs> people's if gardens. Coming, if you're coming from, if you're coming from Dublin, and you're doing hundred and twenty to hundred and thirty, which cars are doing on the motorway? And you get to Mitchelstown, you have to hundred hundred and thirty. Kilometers an hour, you should get a penalty point, three penalty points for that. Yeah, but if you're doing 120 and you're allowed to do 130 passing out of the car and getting back into the slow lane. Well, if you, you come from Nuda, what, what if you pretend to be always passing out a car? Could you just keep doing 130? Well, I suppose you could if, you, if there's cars on the, on the slow lane. But if you get to Mitchellstown, this is my point, Neil, if you get to Mitchellstown and you're doing 120, say, you have to slam on your brakes to get down to 100. I would not encourage anybody to slam on brakes. I would say depress the brake gently. Yeah. <laughs> but there's cars coming behind you then and they're doing 120 and probably people are breaking the speed limit doing 130 and they're up right on top of you behind you. So how can Eamon Ryan... I think at the county bounds they may have somebody there waving... A checkered flag or something. I'll go in. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like warning no. you, like a couple of hundred no, yards. No, no. Like, I, w- I wonder will Eamon Ryan be doing? Will, will he be doing the speed limit in the six meter um, van that he has? I don't know. I don't know. But um, I, I think it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant anyway because I never drive at one hundred and twenty. I just couldn't be bothered. And you know what? You know the hundred. I love kind of tootling along at 86, 87 anyway, so I'm only going to be dropping six or seven kilometres. I don't really care about it. I mean, what's the big deal? So you go from a 50 to a 30, just get up another, an extra half hour in the morning earlier. Do you know what I mean? Live with it. No problem, Neil. No? No, no, no. There's going to be traffic jams all over Cork. But you see, that doesn't affect me because I get to work at a ridiculously early hour of the morning. There's no traffic when I go to work. So I couldn't care less about people caught in traffic. Like, if they don't go to work early in the morning, that's their problem. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, thanks for the call, Charlie. Text 0868104106. Pick up the phone on 0818104106 and we'll continue the conversation after uh, 10 o'clock. Um, um, I have some updates on other topics as well that I just want to come back to amongst them. Uh, issues around, uh, you know, things like um, the partying and the band on, on the college road. I was expecting a response back uh, from uh, UCC, particularly from the neighbourhood support officer, uh, because I had been led to believe that that neighbourhood support officer would be coming up on the air today. I'm not surprised to hear that the neighbourhood support officer is not coming on the air today and probably never, a bit like the students' union. I'm Rory. And I'm Valerie and you can join us for the very best in local, national and international sport every weekend on the Big Red Bench. That's the Big Red Bench, every Saturday and Sunday from 6 on Cork's Red FM. 
104 to 106 Red FM. This is the Neil Frienderville Show. And it's a free food Friday, courtesy of ourselves and Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool. The first batch of shout-outs in about six or seven minutes' time. So text who you are and where you are to 0868 104 106. So speed limits in Cork then. I think one or two points here. It doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that something like this would come up, some kind of an initiative to try and get you to save. I've been in touch with the mechanics on in touch already saying that it makes absolutely no sense to be telling people to drive at 30 or 40 kilometers. You burn more fuel when you're going slower and laboring. And if cars are slowing and it creates more traffic jams, you will burn even more fuel that you need to get up to a reasonable speed. And that should be anywhere between 50, 60, 70 kilometers an hour where you're just burning the least amount of fuel. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Greens didn't check with any mechanics when they came up with this. What they did think about, though, was if we can get people to use the washing machines and the tumble dryers and stuff like that at night or overnight, it'll cost them less money and it could save them thousands and thousands of euro a year by using the tumble dryer or the dishwasher at night. Maybe it might be a bad idea right, as well to save them some money by reducing their speed. So at the same time, I think, um, when this kicks in, it's going to cause mayhem in the workplace. It's going to be a great excuse for workers, right, who have difficulty getting up out of bed in the morning and are late for work. Because your employer can say absolutely nothing to you if you say, stuck, stuck in traffic. It's this bloody new rule. Goddamn traffic jams everywhere. I mean, what can they say? It's going to be a great excuse just to be late for work and, you know, who wouldn't want an extra bit of a lion of a morning? Anyway, text 0868104106 on that. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. Couple of calls. John, good morning. Hello. Go ahead, John. I can hear you loud and clear. Hello, yes. I'm um, just talking about the, the new rules. The top day in school, that's Can I just say one thing for people that are coming late to the program this morning? In an effort to get motorists to save money on fuel, Cork is being trialled from Monday, where the Cork speed limits will go from 120 on the motorway to 100. The 100 will go to 80, the 80 will go to 60, and the 50 will go to 30. The more I think of it, actually, the more I like it. But go ahead. Go ahead, John. No, you lost him. Yeah, another day of... Uh, I see Loftus demolition here on the Free Food Friday, another day of telephone demolition. Uh, sorry about that, John. As soon as I get you back, I'll come in again and uh, revisit. Uh, a lot of texts on it, which I'll just give you a shout out now with regards to texts. Another money-making exercise, more speed vans, you say? Uh, you never. Did you ever hear this non- nonsense? How this groundbreaking scheme, can't believe Terry Shannon saying about people leaving earlier for work in the morning. Uh, soon we'll be put to bed uh, soon we'll be putting beds in work for people to stay over. Uh, what about scooters doing more than 30? No, it doesn't apply to scooters. If you get passed out by a scooter, that's your problem. It might be mortifying for you. Uh, keep your head down. Maybe wear a mask or maybe, maybe wear sunglasses. You see a scooter passing you. Uh, bicycles will pass you as well. What about scooters doing more than 30 kilometers around the city? They should be regulated and plated. I was in Frankfurt recently and every scooter had a number plate. They're targeting drivers as usual. Can I please tell you that driving, Neil, at lower speeds means lower gears, which means more use of petrol, more use of diesel and more emissions. So in every way, uh, this initiative fails. One good thing about the new speed limit laws, it's the political death knell for Michal Martin, Michael McGrath and Simon Coveney and good riddance to them. Thanks for nothing, says Paddy. I'm sorry now, but the cut in speed is ridiculous. 
from experience, doing 30 in the car uses more fuel than 50, driving at 50. I can't go 30 kilometres in fifth gear, and I'd need to go in third gear, which means my revs are higher, so more petrol is burning. Also, more fuel is being burned because the journey has taken longer. This is stupid. Well, I don't... I, why is it stupid? Like, I, I, have an, I have an automatic car, so I don't care about your third gear, your fourth gear, your fecking gear you're in. I have an automatic car, so I don't have any worries like that. The car just toodles along very nicely. How will a speed van know whether your car is electric or not? <laughs> That's a good one. So you got Gatso vans and speed ga- cops and everybody out there, you know, um, f- fining people or pulling them in or chasing them with sirens because they're doing, say, for instance, um, they're doing 50 and they should be doing 30. And they pull them over and they find they're an electric car. It's going to be absolute chaos. Anyway, I, okay, I'm going to have to move on and come back to it later. But John, good morning. Yeah. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened there. Go ahead. Right, the, the 30 mile limit is there for schools and that's very applicable, all right. But, um, you know, there's lots of people very stressed at the moment with, the, with all the energy increases and um, hospitalizations, trolleys, COVID numbers, everything like that. Yeah. It's just anxiety and, and yeah. a lot of people suffering anxiety yeah, and depression. I know it. It's very I know. serious in this yeah. country. Yeah. So, um, we leave it at that cause, because I think what it, this is, is, is an apple fool's job. On, on whose behalf? The Greens, is it? Um, the Greens on Red FM, you're fair, you're, and you do very good programs and making a fair job of it, in fairness to you. You're giving hint, plenty of hints there, like. Hints? Yeah. Am oh, I? You can't change the legal, legal, legal speed limit. From Government the, from, can do anything they want, man. Did you not yeah, know that? Uh, they can, uh, yeah, listening to too much of, of Vladimir Putin and his fortune. No, you know very well that the government can do all anything the, they want. A lot of people come into Ireland from Ukraine and I wish them well, but, but um, <laughs> I think we should be looking after our own as well and on equal footings, giving everyone a medical well, I, I, well, listen, you look, may well look, think... The health, it, service, the health service and things need needs more attention and things like that than, than speed limits, I'm afraid. Have a good day. You Take too, care. my man. Look good after day. yourself good and day. make sure that you uh, that you slow down from Monday morning. Text 0868104106 on that and we'll come back to it a little later on. Fast call, actually, just while I'm here and then some free Food Friday shout-outs for the day that's in it. Lisa, good morning. Hi, Neil. How are you? Did you hear me there talking earlier this morning about um, being able to literally rock up to the passport office if you can get in there, pay €140 Euro, and two days later your passport will arrive? David, say to me, we'd known that we would have driven even up to Charles Dublin. I know, and I only heard of it the other day from someone who we were actually trying to do some work with regards to getting their passport, which they have now received. But they got it not through us, but by just going in, paying 140 euro. It was it was an emergency. You know, it was emergency surgery overseas kind of thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. 140 euro, and the passport arrived two days later. Up until then, it hadn't even been printed. No, not fair. It's just, if, if we all knew that, there would have been a queue up there. What's your own situation, though? Why, why, why are well, you waiting? Um, well, my daughter had her confirmation yesterday. We had a lovely day. We kept it low-key now for a load of different reasons, but one of the reasons was uh, um, she has autism, so she doesn't like crowds and that. We had a fabulous day. Um, the only thing she wanted was to go see a Chelsea game. Chelsea game. Is there a match coming up at home then, is there? There's a match on Saturday. Don't ask me who it is. Who against? I haven't a clue. Nor do I. 
So that was what she wanted. So I had a cousin in England who is literally like Del Boy um, in London, and he was going getting tickets. Then it all came out, of course, about uh, Roman Abramovich that you only season ticket holders. That's to all, the yeah, yeah, season ticket holders. So that put pay to that, and that was disappointing for her. Um, and we kind of got around it because we got tickets to Batman and some big cinema. My cousin got him over in London to some big cinema. She was going sightseeing. Booked into a hotel for one night with my cousin for the other night. She was going with her dad at 7 o'clock this morning. <clears throat> and did she travel? No, we're here. We're just leaving home now. We're going up to the city for the day to leave her a shopping and go somewhere nice for lunch or something maybe. Um, so the flight was Richard. this morning. You applied for the passport what, a couple of months ago? Or? 2nd of February, yeah. Did you, know, did you know about delays? We knew about delays. But it only came about, we were going to go away somewhere for the weekend as a family, but my son has a CPR course, course this morning with school, and he didn't want to miss it. So I just told my husband to belt away um, with her for the weekend. So we booked the flights. Um, 2nd of February, we sent off. Uh, we did the application online. We attached the um, flight information and everything, and thought there'd be no problem. We got out a form, a consent form consent, I don't know what, consent to leave or have a passport or whatever, so yeah. fill that in. Well, two weeks later, got an email to say that was filled in wrong. Now, looking at it, we can't figure out how it was filled in wrong. We got another form, got a friend who's um, a detective to fill in the second one, because there's only certain people can fill it in. Um, and then we got an email on Tuesday morning to say that was filled in wrong. Oh, for God's sake, what are you doing wrong? I haven't a clue. We printed off the new ones. My husband left work, drove into town. We went to the guard station, and the guard, the, the guard on there said he doesn't know what the story. He was baffled. Yeah. Coming in, yeah. we filled it in. We posted a straightaway express post. Now we knew we the clock was again at this stage, but we had a TD working on it. I know you're saying they're overrun, but I mean. <laughs> I'm saying, that, I'm saying that since January, apparently 7,000 yeah. applications have been put in or um, have been assisted through TD's offices. That's and why aren't the TD's standing up in the doll? So they have their own passport, sure. They don't give a damn. Yeah. Oh, if, if, they're, if they're that overrun, why isn't it being, why isn't it being flagged? We you, have, probably like wouldn't, you probably wouldn't have got a speedier passport like the story no. I'm telling, because it wasn't a medical emergency or surgery. It surge. wasn't a medical emergency. Okay. No, Neil, it wasn't a medical emergency. But like I said, my daughter has autism. She had her, her bag packed. She had her little suitcase packed. She's been Googling. She literally has been Googling what shop she's going to go to, what she was going to buy. Okay. She had a whole yeah. thing planned out. I know, a misfortune. She was okay yesterday with the fact that her friends were going for weekends here and weekends here with their families for the confirmation because she was going to London. We waited and we were told like that a TD was working on it. <clears throat> you still might get it. And now, can I mention the TD? Because he was very helpful. Yeah, yeah, other, not a bother. Um, it was Peter from Sean Sherlock's office because he helped us in other times with, with um, ASD services. Okay, very so your daughter amazing. then, your 12-year-old, had a confirmation yeah. yesterday. When did you yeah. have to break the news to her that she wasn't going to London? On Tuesday. Yeah, and did and you saying on Wednesday. On Wednesday, on Wednesday day for yesterday. We got the email to say there's no hope. Yeah, and you say that she spent, she was crying her eyes out in bed. Well, she sat on the on on the side of the street because we were downtown at the time when we got the email, and refused to get up off the street. I know. Refu- yeah. Oh, was refusing to make her confirmation, and and I'm not saying she's not spoiled brat by any means, 
But the only reason she was, and she said it straight out, and sorry to all the Catholics out there, she was making a confirmation so that she could go to London. Because that was her confirmation present. She didn't want to be in a church full of people. But she was Googling what shops she was going to go to. She nearly had it down to what she was going to buy. The tickets were bought on the other end. We family on the other end that were devastated not to be able to see And her. is she a Chelsea fan? <clears throat> yeah. Sure, all you need to say is, listen, we can't go to the Chelsea match because yeah. there's no tickets because of COVID and, sorry, oh, because of Russia, the war. And we're going to go in June or something, you know? We've, we've explained it. She's very she's a very clever girl, do you know what I mean? She's, yeah. We've explained it Don't to cut her. yourself up. I don't think with €140 Euro in your FOCA, you'd have got a passport for a match in uh, no, no, we wouldn't. But what I, my point is, that, as I said to Peter yesterday, um, Peter from Church Sherlock's office, like I said, he was amazing. But I said, Peter, there, like, yeah, yes, if you had a bereavement, yes, if you had emergency surgery. But to be fair, this are, these are people's lives. Whether they're going on a holiday, whether they're going over, no matter what they're going for. They're meant, you know what I mean? They're messing with people's plans, people's lives. We had a devastated little girl, absolutely Davis oh, I can't girl. take I can't take the, from the fact that it's a disaster. It certainly yeah, is and has been for a long time. And one thing I did say to him is, I'm going to make sure I have two children. I'm going to make sure both of my children have passports going forward. To and I know every mother says their own children is amazing. Two very bright, clever children will be using their passports to get off this island when they're older. For good. Oh, definitely, Neil. I'll just I'll encourage it. I'll absolutely encourage... Why? Because you think it's just run badly? Too expensive to live here? Too much? Both. Yeah. Everything. To say that you can't get a passport in eight weeks is absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous. And then, like that now, we said, we'll book in somewhere for the weekend, or, you know, we'll go somewhere for a weekend, just the four of us as a family, whatever. We don't get to go away. My husband is a healthcare worker, and we don't get to go anywhere. So we book in somewhere for the weekend. Try that. London was half the price of booking a weekend, even in Cork City. Oh, no, no, for God's sake. Yeah. Even in Cork City, London was half the price. And we're, like I said, we're going to go for a lunch somewhere nice in Cork today because we're bringing her up shopping. And I'd say what we'll pay now for a meal in Cork today would have been the price of probably... The don't know about that. I mean, if you're going, if you're coming up to Cork for lunch, you will get value. You'll 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 spend as much or as little as you want, depending on where you go and depending on what you want to eat. You know, you can go. But my point is, Neil, it's just crazy. And I mean, I I don't I All didn't right. want to, I didn't want to come on air and get animated like this. I really didn't. But like, how dare they? You know what are they doing up there? I know, but it's a sad thing that you would you will you encourage your kids when they're old enough to make a choice to emigrate. I never would have, never would have. And my son always says he wants to go to Fiji. He plays rugby and he's obsessed with rugby. Oh, I'm going to move to Fiji or he's going to do this. So you and would I be encouraging them. You'll have to get a granny flat for mum. You'll have to, you know, I'm going with you. I'm yeah. going with you. Yeah. But the way it is now, like I love Ireland. I, I never had any ambition to go out of Ireland or do anything. But it's just, it's crazy the way it's going over here. Okay. We no. don't have major weather. We don't have hurricanes. We don't have earthquakes. Thank God in Touchwood so far, we don't have wars. Nothing like that. Why don't people fly uh, Aer Lingus and you don't need a passport to London? I didn't know it. I actually, in my ignorance now, I didn't know it. Yeah, I don't know what and you... And if I, I had think, known it, I would have. I think you could have got on with the birth cert. If I'd known it, I would have done it. Yeah. Let me, let me just double check that. That's what I remember from some weeks yeah. back chatting about this. The Ryanair is sticky about it, but Aer Lingus are... Kind of, yeah. kind of cool enough about it for people who go to the yeah. UK. You don't necessarily need a passport. 
all this about staycation, spend your money at home and this and that and the other. They were going flying to London, staying, they were actually staying in the Hilton and Kensington for one night for £109. Cheap for a posh hotel. £109. I tried to book the weekend like that. I said, I said, the four of us will go somewhere nice for the weekend. And you were talking six, seven hundred euro for two nights for four. four in Ireland, is it? In Ireland, in Cork. And they're doing it for one night in, Ke- in, in the Hilton and Kensington for a hundred pounds. Hilton and Kensington, a hundred nine pounds. Shit, and it was for a twin room because she was going with her dad. All right, all right. Crazy world, crazy world. Listen, um, appreciate the call. Enjoy your weekend, whatever you get up to, and have a good lunch in Cork. And I hope that she um, she has a nice trip up to the city. She'll hit pennies now today in Ireland. There'll be fire behind her. Yeah, pennies, better than any high street shopping in London town. Lines open on 18, sorry, 0818104106, text 0868104106, particularly for Free Food Friday. Um, you're lucky you're not going up to Cashel, where it'll cost, where it'll cost, you, it'll cost you 15 euro for a scone and a cup of coffee. Although I think in fairness, then there's like three scones or something on the plate. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, with regards to food, uh, Roosters Piri Piri are on board again this week. This will feed 15 of you. So your starters will be chicken wings, chicken skewers, beef skewers, your mains for all 15 of you, chicken wraps, chicken pittas and beef burgers. Now, we also have organized for you to receive the Piri Piri sauce, the Piri salted fries, which are lovely, the rice and uh, the newest side that... Um, Roosters have added now to their menu waffle fries. Good for me because I waffle a lot. So waffle fries. Uh, as well as that, then you can build your own dessert. Build your own cheesecake with all of the different toppings, uh, including Kinder Bueno sauce, Kinder Pieces, Nutella, lots more. Uh, so text who you are and where you are to 0868104106. Morning to everybody listening at Brook Catering in Ring To all of the staff at Cloyne Veterinary Clinic. Roosters Piri Piri is their favourite. Loftus Demolition and Recycling in Dublin Hill. Long week looking after customers. Uh, premium golf brands on the old Mallow Road are listening. So is everybody at Riverview Veterinary Hospital in Ballancolic. To Cork Distribution in Little Island. To OC Drain Services in Lissarda. To Power Aggregates in Carrick Tool. Morning to all at KPH, the site on the Grand Parade working very hard. Irish Oxygen on the Waterfall Road. The Eye Clinic at the CUH. Eurostyle on the Mallow Road. Uh, everybody at Whitegate in the oil refinery. Um, with uh, a big special hello to Lorraine and everybody everybody at Sodexo. And then one or two more dental options who are listening this morning. And all the hardworking lads that keep us going every day, uh, the drivers, the mechanics, the shunters, the inspectors, and all of the staff at the Capwell Road Bus Depot, says PJ, the security man. And one final one from Billy M, as usual, another poem. Perry Perry chicken for me and the boys. It has to be yours after numerous tries. Fuel and electric is on a permanent rise while my poor wallet is reducing in size. Good effort, Billy. Problem with boys and tries doesn't necessarily rhyme. Text the Neil Prenderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. So, for Free Food Friday, text who you are and where you are to 086-8104-106. It'll feed 15 of you. It's a big, huge, massive amount of food from roosters. And if there's not 15 of you where you work, then you can share it with the business next door. Just had another look there at Billy's poem, actually. Boys doesn't rhyme with tries. But if you do it in kind of cork parlance where a lot of people don't say boys, they say buys. Piri, piri, chicken for me and the buys. 
It has to be ours after numerous tries. Fuel and electric is on a permanent rise while my poor wallet is reducing in size. See, it works that way when you change the pronunciation. Text 0868104106. Back to phone lines on different topics in, in a few minutes' time. But prompted, actually, with the, the times that we live in now, prompted to call from Alvi. Alvi, good morning. Good morning. I appreciate you holding. Thank you so much for your patience. Um, you want to you wanna sure, let people... Can I just interrupt you there for a second? Oh, be my guest. I heard you on about that it's outside schools 30 miles, 30 kilometres an hour. Yeah. Now, our school, local school here in Kilmeen is 50. Where's that? Kilmeen. Where's Kilmeen? Oh, my God. You don't know where Kilmeen is. I'm in a notion. I don't even know what county it's in. In Cork, West Cork. Where's it near? It's between, on your way from Clonakilty to Manway, you turn right there at the, the, sport, the GAA grounds. Okay. I know Clonakilty and Dunmanway, but... I never use any of the roads off in between the two. So, morning to everybody in Kilmeen. So, anyway, so... But it's 50 and it tells you when you're, you're over it, right? It's an electric one and it's a, it's a very civilised one and I always... Everybody obeys it. Okay. Because when you're coming up to a sharp right bend or if you're going, whatever way we are going. Okay. But, um, so that's that. Now, you're, you're talking there about... The, the hardship now. Well, when I was growing up, I was born in 41. I remember the great snow, 47. But I remember me, Alwyn, on about watch the glimmer man. Your Alwyn being your mam, is it? Yeah. Okay, the glimmer man. Who was he? Yeah, the glimmer man. And in them days, if, the, if he come around and he checked the heat on your gas stove. Why? Because you only were allowed to use it at certain times in the day. We hadn't got gas. Was there a shortage then? The war. Yeah. Yeah. And why? So the glimmer man checked the gas. Did he check how many lights you had no, on? No, he in the checked. House? No, he he checked the heat on the on the rings. Okay. Yeah. Hand put his hand on it. You know. And would your mother let him into the house to do all of that? He had a right to come in. And did he come in? I never saw him in my house, but she was always on about him, right? Okay. So you're you're comparing nowadays, saying things like I'm young people compare, don't know what... I'm comparing the moaners of today. All as we had was... We had Dick Barton, special agent, on the BBC radio. And then I'd go down to my friend's house and he'd have Dan there on Radio Luxembourg. We'd nothing. We'd no TV. We're all happy. And the slightest thing today, all this and all that. People whinging about broadband speed and Wi-Fi and having Netflix. Anything they can think of. Yeah. And and as for that, in the Green Party, he was going around in a caravel. A VW Caravel, and that was wasn't electric. I know. Ti- I know times were tougher when you were a kid, and uh, you know. I know that people went hungry a lot, and that they were cold, and there was an all lot of work, and you know, there was no wet time if you were working on the the buildings and things like that. But we wouldn't want and to go back. There was ba- tenements as well. There was tenements, and people were living chock cheek uh, to jowl in and rooms. 
But we don't want to go back to those days, Alvi. No, but I want you to remember that we did have those days. Yeah, yeah. And we put up with it and we didn't complain. You think there are too many creature comforts now that cost too much money? I don't think there are too many creature comforts, no. There are, uh, comforts have come, and, but there was the time when people had to go with or without. Yeah, but this is they were hard times. Yeah. I remember the flooding in the lowlands in thousand people dying in the Netherlands. These are all things that were very, very hard. And as for the people on about this, that and the other today, you can do it and do it out. I, I got my first radio when I went to work. Oh, well, I, I paid it weekly on a transistor. Do you think everybody wants everything now fast? Give it to me. I don't want to have to wait or save or, you know, bide my time yes, or be patient. I do. Yeah. Because when I want something, I make sure I have enough money. I don't want to go on the Kathleen Mavorian system. As in credit, is it? Yes. Yeah. It's, not really, it's not really about that now when it comes to people being able to afford to heat their home or light their home or put petrol in their car. You know, these aren't these aren't creature comforts like. There are things that have... The world has moved on and people have got very, very used to good times. Good point. Yeah, that is a good point. We have, yeah, yeah. And, and, and we're in great times. Neil, if you were to see what I saw in tenement houses, and I can tell you it was hard. Was this inner city Dublin tenements, is it? Used to to ride a bicycle, right? And he'd ride a bicycle from Pembroke Street, that's just off Baggett Street, centre of Dublin, down to nearly Bowdenstown. And he'd go out and land down there, he had access to shooting. And he'd bring back rabbits and things, whatever he shot. His mother brought them to a place that sent the stuff off to England. He sold the rabbits? Yeah, he he brought he went down there, and he did that a couple of days a week. And was that the, was that money the money that then fed the family? Is it? No, there was only your my my bay and me, yeah, and him and her. But he did that. And you know the tenement was there? Was this an inner city Dublin tenement? No, I, I we were we were lucky. We were, we were in a flat. When you were a child, were there many other families in the same tenement? No, it wasn't a tenement but, I was living in. But you, were, you, but did, I, were you ever in them? Did you ever see what I was, was in them? I was in them. And I can tell you something. The most honest creatures on earth were there. I used to sell at one time dishwasher, no, but not dishwashers, washing machines and, and electric cookers. And I'd go on to their ESB bill. And I stopped, I would collect the, the deposit so much per week. And I stopped doing it. Why? And when I came back, well, I, I went away tingling for a while okay, for a break. Okay, all right, go ahead. And, and when I came back, I went around those places, the tenements, and those girls, because the mothers maybe had passed on or what, they all paid their, depo- their de- deposit money. Yeah. They never said no. They were great girls. Yeah. And I can tell you something. 
you make you proud to be a Jackine. But they were, the conditions they were living in were horrific. They were, I don't know, could be, they were, they were overlo- overloaded with people living in this close amount of space, right? Shared toilets, yeah? Shared kitchen facilities, things like that? I, I, wasn't, I couldn't honestly say that, but the yeah. thing is this, that then the government, they built um, housing. They built Beach Hill, they built Nook Grove. They built very same thing. Yeah, very same thing happened in Cork actually, where many of the lanes of Cork and the tenements of Cork were cleared out, and housing was built way up on the north side, a lot on the south side as well, housing estates and things like that. Yeah. So can and I just? They were great people, and they okay. paid their bills. So just finally, are you saying that people just have it too easy now? Well, they're rolling to you about how you or you are rolling on their behalf about how they're going to do this, that and the other. Yeah. And they, I I gave somebody a hundred euro at Christmas once, right? Yeah. And that was for themselves. What did she do? She went off and she bought a little house for the cat. <laughs> but there was a cat flap to, for the cat to get in and out. <laughs> now, if you tell me that was sensible, I'll just, I won't yeah. listen to you anymore. Well, you mightn't listen to me anymore because I'm going to say this. You gave somebody a hundred euro as a gift. It's none yeah. of your business, nor mine for that matter, what they spend it on. It's the gift you gave them to spend it on whatever they want. True, but if you were, if that person was short on money... Still doesn't matter. You gave it to them no, without no, any no, conditions. No, 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 no I'm sorry because... <laughs> I would not do that. The, dog, the cat had a flap to get in and out. And as for putting the cat cradle or whatever you want to call All right. it. Okay. All right. Okay. You're, you're not going to ever see and have to see what these people in the tenements lived like. It was hard. Okay, my friend. Listen, and I'm going to... the go- lads walked in the docks. I'm going I'm to plow on because I've got a huge backlog of calls, but I'd love to chat with you again, Alvy, and we can chat in more, some more detail, yeah. all right? And I'd be only too happy to tell you how good that the girls were in these houses that looked after the families whose mothers would have passed away. Okay, okay. Um, let's pencil that in for next week, all right? Okay. All right, Alvi. Chat to you then. Have a great weekend in the meantime. Anybody got any thoughts on one of those points, actually, that you give somebody a gift, you can't go back and say anything or criticize or roll your eyes to heaven if they spend it on something you don't agree with. You might want to spend it or get a middle contribution to a second-hand car. I was mentioning earlier on this morning that they're gone through the roof. There was a report out recently there from Dundee's Motor Price Index, and I'm just reading a couple of the paragraphs from it. If you're looking for a second-hand car, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. That since COVID... There's been a 53% increase in the price of a used vehicle since the start of the COVID pandemic. 53% up. And in the last year, even worse, the cost of secondhand vehicles, 30% higher now than they were 12 months ago. I don't know what the average increase should be. or You would think there would a secondhand car. There would be a depreciatory, depreciating figure year on. But 60, 53% since the start of COVID and 30% in the last 12 months. Tom Gillespie is the economist and author. He's right across Dundee's Motor Price Index. Tom, good morning. 
Good morning. And can I just apologise for keeping you waiting so long? I think you possibly were put up too early. But what, why is a 30% increase in 12 months and 53% increase in two years? Why? So, yeah, it's, it's kind of this anomalous uh, situation that's happened. It's almost been like a perfect storm in a way. Um, so we had, this, we had these two supply shocks and an increase in demand. So on the supply side, um, <clears throat> semiconductors, which are basically microchips, which are things that are in everything nowadays, phones, computers, laptops, uh, and cars, there was a big slowdown in the production of these semiconductors. Where? A uh, big shortage uh, globally. Okay. Yeah, so all, all around the world, really, basically, these um, semiconductors are in huge shortage from the pandemic. Some of the, these big plants that produce these things had to close down for various reasons. Um, so that, that hit the production of new cars. So that means like, the, the car production companies didn't stockpile these chips. So they had to slow down production. They so were caught short and had no plan B for a part like that. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. They, they do this thing called first uh, just-in-time uh, model where they, they produce cars to order. So you, you, you put in an order for a car and then it's sent to the factory and the factory builds the car for you. Un, unlike other, unlike other, um, unlike other products and, you know. So, um, they got caught, they got caught out there with that. So if you wanted to buy a new car, you had to go in and they said, okay, I'll have this car. And they'd be like, well, you could be waiting six months. You know, you could be waiting even more than that. So with these big long waiting lists for new cars, people turn to the used car market. Right. And um, so that, 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 so that kind of put the strain on the used car market. So all of this and is down a, to a microchip? <laughs> More or less. I mean, like, so that, that was the global story, right? So that was, the, like, the, these used cars and this used car inflation thing has been happening for the last two years in most markets around the world. But in Ireland, it was compounded by Brexit. So we, we would get a huge amount of the supply of used cars from the UK, all our imports. Um, and then when Brexit kicked in around the start, around the same time, um, our... So this is a Sorry, it's a, it's, it's a shocking phone line. You're saying that our import, I think you were saying, of, of used cars halved from the UK. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because because of Brexit, um, the yeah the imports effectively halved. Why can so you not bring in used cars from the UK anymore? No. Well, you, you can, but you've got to pay you know twenty one percent VAT on it. So it's, ah. it's, it's completely different now. Okay. The, 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 so that's why you describe it as a perfect storm. The microchip shortage for new cars, the reduction in the amount of used cars that come in from the UK, was that the main market for the importation of used vehicles? Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're the closest market to drive on the same road, as, on the same side of the road. As, ah. I mean, the, the next closest market is, is, is Japan. And so the, the, the imports from Japan have quadrupled or quintupled uh, since the pandemic. So it's, it's kind of a bizarre, like we're, we're buying used cars from Japan and we're buying European brand used cars from Japan also Crazy. so it's a bizarre situation and also another supply shock was that the Celtic Tiger year cars when there was a big boom in, in new car sales in the Celtic Tiger like the 05, 06, 07, 08 they're becoming obsolete now they're kind of going off the road and then the the, 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 the 09s and the 10s and the 11s there, well there weren't many of those around at the time because no one was really buying new cars uh, during the crash and the yeah. recession so so this this has kind of hit the lower end of the market quite hard. So, so we're seeing this this inflation, which is certainly more acute in the lower end. Um, I mean, it's it's across the board. I mean, the the upper end of the market has seen an annual rate of inflation twenty percent. The lower end is about thirty nine percent. 
Do, so, do, you, do you believe those figures are accurate, actually, that in the last 12 months, the price of an average used car has gone up 30% and in two years, 53 Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I've done all the number crunching. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, when I first saw it, it's, it's really quite hard to believe. And you you do lots of different statistic analysis. You test for the robustness and, yeah. And, and so, it, can, it, as an economist, uh, you've checked it. So, if I were to give you a, a, a one particular car price, a 2019 Volkswagen <coughs> Polo in January of 2020 was 2890 um but it's now three thousand nine hundred and eighty. That that car should have gone down in price, not up, shouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, so uh, two thousand and nine. I'll just correct you there. So, so that, yeah, it wasn't twenty nineteen. Sorry, yeah, oh, it actually does say two thousand and nineteen here. My apologies, but that should be two thousand. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. no problem. No, no, no. But well, yeah, like another example I give you would be it's just going on the annual inflation. So you take a, an Audi A three last year would have been. Uh, a 2013 Audi A3 in March last year would have been about 10,400 in around that price. So we'd expect that to to have gone down about to depreciate about two grand in value. So we'd expect it now in normal times to be about 8,500 for a 2013 Audi A3. Yeah. Yeah, and now now it's now the average price is about 11,600. So, so you're you're telling me it's dearer than it was when it was new. Yeah, and and lots of, in lots of cases you could have bought a car last year driven it around a regular amount of mileage and then sold it for a profit this year. And is that That's happening? Kind of Are people doing that? Well, I mean, I mean, they might be doing it intentionally or unintentionally, but it, it, it is happening. I mean, that, that, that's what's happening with the prices. So, and it's, it's interesting. So, I mean, from a con- consumer point of view, you know, if, if, you're go- if you're in the market for a used car and you have a car, you're in a very strong position because dealers are really looking for cars at the moment. I know, but in all fairness, Tom, you go into a car dealer, they, they'll always talk the car down, almost telling you that it's worthless. Like, that's just the way they do their business. Like, they're, they're never, you're never going to win with them. Yeah, but, but they're, still, they're still really, really struggling to find cars. Um, and you can, you can sell the car yourself on, on Dundee. Um, but also, if you buy a car now, it's, it's holding its value for longer, you know. So, if you buy a car now, it's going to, it's not going to go down in, va- in value. Like for instance, I, in, in my car, um, I, the, the timing belt went on it, and it was about, a, you know, fifteen hundred euro job. But the the price of the car, like it was worth doing because, like a, a lot of times, if you have a big mechanical fault, it's you know you'd write up the car. But in, in this case, you know, your your car is holding its value so much that. If you buy a car now, it's you're, you're not going to see the depreciation for at least another year. So that 2009 so, Volkswagen, right, I talk about, is worth mm-hmm. 53% more than it was before the pandemic. Yeah, well, and now that takes into account depreciation. Now, if you were to put, if you were to put two cars together, you know, side by side, like a, two, a 2009 and a 2008 Polo, obviously the 2008 nowadays is going to be cheaper. So there is there is this there is this a depreciation effect. So there's this downward effect on the price of a car, but that is being outweighed by the by the effect of price inflation. Yeah. Is that has ever this ever happened before? I mean, I know there's been a similar story with bicycles. I mean, people probably know that there's an an incredible shortage of bicycles. That's probably trying to get them in from from China. That's probably a story for another day. But has this ever happened before? 
Uh, well, certainly not. I certainly haven't observed it in the Dundeal data, which goes back to 2011, and I haven't heard anything really uh, this happened before in the used car market. In, in the UK, there's been examples of cars, new cars, used cars, being more expensive than the new counterpart, which is absolutely bizarre. So <laughs> I can't get my head around that. I just can never understand how that makes sense. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, if if if, a, if the used car market is going up so much, and and you can't get a new, new version price, of it, yeah, yeah, the new car prices have to stay the same. Then, eventually, I've given enough time. The used version of it, you know, is is, is going to go beyond its value. So, uh, and, and yeah, those those are kind of like kind of bizarre examples. I mean, but they're not they're not. Yeah, not a great, not a great line, not a great line. Okay, so what do you have any particular advice for somebody then who's got a a, a used car? Is it to have or to hold? Are you a great get great value now on a trade in? You definitely get great value on a trade in, and the the difference between the difference of a new car used car is tightening so much that if you can get a new car, you're going to get great value. All right. Okay. Sorry, Tom, I, I let you go. Um, I covered as much ground as I could, and I think we got there in the end. I hope what he was going to say at the end was, if you've got a used car, you'll probably be better off now trying to trade it in against a new car where you get the best value at all. I wonder what's happening in the marketplace, though. And I said we check in with Car Store, which is owned by Kiri's. The head of business there is Johnny O'Connor. Johnny, good morning. Good morning, Neil. I don't, know how, I don't know how much of that you got to hear with, with Tom. Did you want to pick up on it? I mean, what are you guys finding? Are, are you very short of stock well t- thankfully we are not but i suppose to look t- to come back where did the, all this stem from look obviously we know it's the pandemic and again he touched on semiconductors the ukraine crisis is even having a huge effect at the moment you know you can't get the aluminium for undercarriages of new cars etc so again look you're back to the the new car supply is an issue so the used car supply is into it but, yeah, look, but I know Brin- Brendan Keery the CEO would have envisaged this 18 months ago you know and uh, he had a two-fold approach to all. so look the, the first was where, but said, where are you getting the second hand cars yeah, from if you can't that's get it exactly. from the so, UK so the first one is we, we set up a company called We Buy Cars so look we, we, we've obviously put a, a big marketing um, plan behind that and uh, we get a serious amount of inquiries. We're buying cars from there. The second thing is Japan at this moment in time. Japan. We have roughly 1,000 cars coming in in the next three weeks, and we're going to keep that rolling 200 cars every two or three So we're kind of back to the 90s with the Jap imports then, aren't we? Yeah, we, we, we absolutely are. Look, and we're very, very lucky to have them. And look, the, the beauty of what we're seeing from Japan at the moment, look, we're, we're obviously bulk buying. We can get discounts in a world gone mad. You know, we're, we're happy to apply some of those discounts to to the new to the the new car sale, etc. And again, to echo what Tom said, there's never been a better time to trade in your car. Yeah, but hold on a second. Okay, they may well be coming in from Japan, but are they still going to be affected by this price increase to the punter? Fifty three percent dearer than two years ago, thirty percent dearer than last year. Yeah, no, no, no. We'll look at. Those figures, as he pointed out, between depreciation and inflation, they're slightly askew. Like I suppose the best example would be if we were to pick a 2019 Clio, we would have sold one last year for 12,990. The same car, a 19 Clio today, we'd be selling for 14,990. So if you were trading one into us, 
most likely you would get what you paid for the camera. Hold on a second. That's, so what did you say? A 2019 Clio 19 last Clio, year? Yeah. yeah. You so were like s- last year, we would have sold it to you for 12990 Yeah. If you traded that back as, back into us today, we'd, we'd give you very close to the same money for it, and we'd be selling it probably for 14990 Yeah, but you're just making, so, that's the point I'm making. You sold a 2019 Clio last year for under 13 yeah. grand. And this year, you're going to sell the same Clio for just under 15 grand, isn't it? Yeah, but if you trade it into me today, you know, I'll be giving you 12990 You've had a year's free driving. Oh, I know, but I suppose what I'm saying is the person who wants to buy the car is getting yeah. hit with that increase, isn't he or she? True, but again, uh, you know, if they have a car to trade in, we give them top dollar. You know, it's very difficult to get the smaller cars at the moment between five, seven, eight grand, you know, and we have a huge market for that. So, you know, like we would welcome them gladly, you know, any any conversation we can have with anyone, you know, we would do everything we can to do it. And well, is there still a shortage of new cars because of this uh, con- semiconductor are, yeah, thing? There, there is a shortage of new cars, yeah. Look, I mean, it, it, it was finding its feet there until the Ukraine crisis kicked off. But no, look, you know, we're, we're back. There is a slowdown in getting new cars. Yeah, absolutely. Final question for you. Just one quick text on this. Um, no matter what you say, when you're trading in your car with the dealer, you will never get a fair price for it. They're just going to tell you, um, oh, it's got this wrong with it, that's wrong with it, it's worthless, the market is shook, it's gone. It, it will always end up going the seller's way. What do, what do you make of that criticism? What I would say is test that theory. Please call to us in theories and we won't let you down. All right. Okay. That's real sales talk. All right, Johnny, thanks for taking the call. Cheers. Johnny O'Connor, head of business at a car store uh, owned by Curie's. Do get in touch yourself, actually, if you have a car story to share. Certainly, if you've been buying or selling or in the market to buy. What are your experiences uh, with regards to the garages or what you're seeing on Done Deal? Text 0868104106. We're back after 11. I'm Lana O'Connor. Red FM News is first for local, national and international news. And you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie. Right, bear with me. A lot of stuff I have to do. I'll go back to the phone lines in a few minutes' time. So it's Free Food Friday, courtesy of yourselves and Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool. If you're ordering some Roosters, you can do it online, roosterspiripiri.com. Visit them in Douglas and Blackpool. So the starters, chicken wings, chicken skewers, beef skewers. Then for the main event, this will feed easily 15 of you, possibly even more. Uh, chicken wraps, chicken pittas, beef burgers. You'll get the Piri salted fries, rice and the new side waffle fries, and then, of course, the cheesecake that you can build yourself. So good morning to everybody at the EMH Technology Service in Carrick Tool, Rathbeacon Fireplaces and Holly Mount Industrial Estate. It's a lovely one. I've been wanting to nominate my daughter and her college friends. Uh, she lives in a house on the dreaded college road. <laughs> the dreaded college road. They all go to college and have placement and all work the weekends. Students get a hard time. And we want to live and enjoy life. Maybe think about them for Free Food Friday. Um, everybody working uh, for Clodera, including Laura, who's working from home in Kilcully. ECI, JCB and Carrick Tool, wishing everybody a great weekend. Rockwell Engineering and, F- and Pfizer is both down Ring a Skiddy Way. Morning to everybody at the Dean Hotel, particularly my man Carol O'Connor, who's very popular there and working very hard. Gilabi Vet- Veterinary Hospital, the Puffin Ward in CUH, Logitech, Cope Foundation, Irish Removals in Bishopstown, Boston Scientific. How's it going there, Kevin? Uh, Shane and Audi on the Bandon Road. Uh, to everybody at Bradley Plastering Limited working on the Model Farm Road as well. To uh, all of the truck drivers, office staff, warehouse staff at Marrick Prompto and Carrick Tool. And just another handful 
a handful. JBQ Masonry in Mayfield. Um, my name's Moran. I'm a school nurse and we'd be grateful for food at St. Paul's Special School in Montanati. The staff up here work so hard and support the students. To everybody at Dean Civils in Kinsale, GPT in Little Island, uh, Oliver Hayes Gardening Services, uh, the Passport Office, Pro Valley in Maham Point and McDonald's in Dublin. From Rob the Manager, it would settle the debate that Piri Piri is indeed better than McDonald's. <laughs> Is that debate going on in, in McDonald's? I think. Piri Piri. Uh, roosters are very happy to hear about that. Now, you got about 20 minutes left now to text who you are and where you are to 086-8104-106. One more batch of shout-outs, and then we'll pick a winner for Free Food Friday for this week. Can I just say... Uh, there's a big difference between Ryanair and Aer Lingus with regards to those that have and have not got a passport. Ryanair are real sticklers for it. Aer Lingus are not. Uh, so for somebody like earlier this morning who cancelled a flight to London because their daughter didn't have a passport and think they were flying Ryanair, uh, it'll, be, it'll be little com- consolation to you to know that you could have gone. Because... Erling, if you're an Irish citizen or a UK citizen, born, right? So you have to be born in Ireland under the UK. Um, you don't need a passport to fly from Ireland to Britain or vice versa with Aer Lingus. Aer Lingus now, I mean. If you have a passport, brilliant. If you have an Irish passport card, brilliant. But they also take a driving license with a photo an international student card, government-issued photo ID cards, health insurance cards with photographs, social security cards with photographs, bus pass with a photograph, a work ID even with a photograph. Uh, And citizens of Ireland and Britain under the age of 16 don't need a photo ID if they're travelling with their parent or guardian. Sorry to be reading that out for somebody who cancelled a weekend to London, But if your child is under 16 and they're traveling with the parent, they don't even need photo ID to travel with Aer Lingus. Uh, It's better telling you that late rather than never. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818 104-106. Red FM. Earlier on this morning about this new scheme that was going to kick in and was going to be trialed in the county of Cork because we're the biggest county in an effort to help people to reduce their fuel costs and spend less on petrol and diesel. The government had decided, or at least the Greens had decided, that in Cork, uh, motorway speeds would be reduced from 120 to 100, the 100 would be reduced to 80, 80 to 60, and 50 to 30. And they were trialling in Cork, and it was starting on Monday morning. Um, Well, and electric cars were not included. They didn't have to abide by the reduced speed limits. I'll be leaving an extension lead hanging out the back of my car and I can drive away at whatever speed I like. Another one, do these clowns in government understand that this is a form of discrimination, reducing the speed limit only in Cork? I'm a long-time Fianna Fáil supporter, but I will be changing my vote to Sinn Féin after this. Um, Will you really? Hang on a second. When you're preparing for a driving test, you're advised to drive in the highest gear possible on the open road for fuel. It saves and it's kinder to the environment. Um, Sometimes the slower you go, the more it costs. All right, you're dead right. If that's the case, reducing the speed limit, every emergency hospital in Cork would be full from people getting irate with each other. Not alone would we have backed up traffic in the roads, we would have a backup of people heading to the emergency departments, says Kathleen, because of road rage. Well, I don't know whether you'd be raging to hear 
uh, some more of these texts. I have to say, fair play to you, Neil. I knew it was a fool's day, and I said to myself last night that I wouldn't be ca- <laughs> I wouldn't be caught. Straight away this morning, I got caught with the speed limits. Best one ever. Oh my God, this is an April Fool's prank. Brilliant. You're raising people's blood pressure, Neil. Call it quits, will you? I'm struggling to breathe here from laughing. Uh, and there's there's pages of these. You almost got me, you lango. Happy Fool's Day, Neil. 30 kilometres, me arse. How are people falling for this? Happy Fool's Day, says Anthony. Uh, oh my God, you're going to drive people totally mad. Can't believe how many are falling for that gag. It really goes to show that we would literally put nothing past our government. You're dead right there, Amanda. For those that believed it, they believed it, of course, because anything's possible with that shower. Red FM's April Fool's wind up 100%. Always suckers out there believe this kind of stuff. It just shows how convincing Neil can be. Well played. I had the popcorn in the microwave waiting for the callers. Uh, up to your old tricks again with the speed limit, I see, you blackguard. Well, Neil, you had me for about a half an hour. Brilliant April Fool's jokes, says Mark. And there's reams of this. Neil taking the mick again. Please, please tell them it's an April Fool's joke. Can't believe they're just falling for it. Tell Neil telling them to practice slowing down. <laughs> it's a classic, you're milking it. For the lad saying the car was stalled, just turn around and go in reverse. <laughs> Took me a while, but I got there. Not it here. It's worse you're getting, you know. We know it's April Fool's, and I can tell from your voice. My husband will have a heart attack. I'm not telling him it's an April Fool's Day. I like to see him suffer. Um, listening to you here in West Waterford in Knotts, uh, how you have your Cork listeners wound up for the day that's in it. Uh, I, might get, I might get to read out more of those because they're great fun. There's just literally pages and pages of them. Listen, on a serious note, with the um, issue during the week up at, um, just doing a bit of housekeeping, thank you, uh, the issue up on, on College Road earlier in the week where the band Violet Club played um, in uh, the front garden of a college house and then out onto the street, seven-piece seven band. There was no law broken there, right? But we dealt with it on the air yesterday and people were very annoyed and angry and, of course, um, you know, I was trying to make the point as best I could. I don't live there, so obviously I don't have to live with it. But, um, you know... Student life is supposed to be a happy time and you're supposed to be able to party and have a good time, but not at the expense of neighbours. And it's going on for years and years and years. And I was endeavouring to work out, is there any kind of uh, happy ground or meeting ground in the middle that could resolve all of this? So we did all of that. I did mention yesterday that I had hoped to talk to the dedicated neighbourhood support officer. um, And I was told yesterday that that was going to happen. I know what happens within the confines of UCC. Somebody might, with the best will in the world and best intentions, be happy enough or ready to talk to me when someone else will say to them, don't do it, don't talk to them. And here are the reasons why. You'll never get a fair shake on that program. You'll get slaughtered on that program. People will call in and you'll get massacred on that program. So it isn't happening, Uh, just like it doesn't happen with the students' union who have also decided, uh, for reasons best known to themselves, not to talk to me. So I have to deal with uh, the crumbs from the table. So be it. I'm going to lose any sleep over that. So they sent me uh, a statement in self... Well, actually, UCC sent me a statement. And it talks about um, committing to meeting up to their responsibilities at a local community level. And they tell me that they've become the first third-level institute in the country to have a dedicated neighbourhood support officer who doesn't talk to me. 
Um, the Neighbourhood Support Officer works with neighbours and students and key stakeholders to deepen relationships and help community-led initiatives. But you would think that they would be able to do some of that by coming on air and talking to people about it and uh, dealing with, um, you know, maybe some kind of proactive way of solving or getting a meeting of the minds, but none of that. So the vast majority of students behave in a responsible and respectful manner. I agree with that. I have have no issue with that. You can't say that all students misbehave. It's like any section of society. And they say that there is a thing called the UCC students' rules, how the university requires the students to conduct themselves in an appropriate and reasonable manner. And they have a campus watch and and things like that. And uh, they take complaints relating to any alleged breaches of these student rules. And that's it. And literally, that's all I got. So the statement does not acknowledge that there are any ongoing issues that need any kind of resolving at this moment in time. I can tell you more than, no more than that. So, I mean, is it frustrating? Is it exasperating? Is it disappointing? It's all of those and a lot more besides. The first sunny day after two years of COVID, the students are only having a bit of fun. These people will moan no matter what. This is what makes living in a city a nice experience. A bit of buzz, a bit of hustle and a bit of bustle. Your callers up around the college would want to get a life. Living in a city and complaining about noise is pretty hilarious. What would they do in New York City, says Podrick. This is easily solved. Start giving students convictions. And that, restri- and that restricts their travel to work abroad. As long as the slap on the wrist is their only punishment, no lesson will ever be learned here. Uh, your call from College Road is a disgrace. Young students have been locked up and worked hard for their Leaving Cert results. Your callers haven't a clue. Um, I mean, what's that got to do with uh, the story we were talking about yesterday? If you're making, uh, if you were making a show yourself every night outside Red FM, how long would your contract last? It's like any organisation responsible for their staff. Members need self-discipline. The college needs to take more responsibility for their students. If there's video evidence, suspend them, expel them, find them, find the parents. That'll stop them quick. Um, given out about the band on College Road is the biggest load of rubbish. People are stuck in a COVID mindset. Young people are allowed to have fun, you know. The band was just lifting people's spirits on a nice sunny day. It was all pop music and they were finishing up just after dark anyway. If you want constant peace and quiet people, don't live on the College Road. If you have a problem with this, then you are actually the problem. Thank you for those texts, 0868 to the phone lines. Just a couple of quick ones, a lot to do between now and midday. Dave? Good morning, Neil. Okay, let me come up for air. What, 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 what are you, what, were, they, were they whitening footpaths? Sorry, I'm not really across the story. What is it? Well, Neil, if you're in Tono over the weekend, right, this, I want you to call up to, um, um, just out the Pope's Key there by Christie Ringbridge. Okay, lovely area. Yeah. Now, all over the city, well, I'm not too sure about the south side, no, but on the north side, the city council and engineers have widened footpaths all over the place. Outside the orthopedic hospital, they have widened the footpaths nearly twice to what they originally were, making making uh, making it uh, fairly difficult for kind of buses and. No, okay, anytime you widen a footpath, no. it's got to be at the expense of cars, motorbikes, people who use the roads, buses, lorries and trucks, yeah. Is that your point? No, are you, you're familiar now, Neil, with the D&D road there by Paddy Collins, probably all Very, boat. yeah, very, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Well, just across the road there by the river, you know, people there last year, up to last year, used to be able to, a person would pull in there for a minute if they were maybe picking up their daughter walking in town, right? Yeah. 
they just pull in there. Well, that's all. That footpath now has been extended by probably another, I say, 12 to 15 feet, right? It is nearly halfway across the road now, the Paddy Collins of the footpath. And so if you come over Christie Ring Bridge and you turn left and you want to go down Pope's Key, well, the footpath now is blocking your view from Pope's Key. You have to go up around the footpath and back in. And what's the problem uh, with all of that? I mean, you do. Re- we need we need wider footpaths because people are getting bigger. No, yeah, but uh, so they need it, more space to pass each other. You know, you 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 Neil, you if you saw this, though, this is a monstrosity. Would you would you accept though the people are getting bigger? They need more space in the footpath. That, that, that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. No, I need well, no, I mean, footpaths from 50 or 60 years ago when people were smaller and thinner are no longer fit for purpose now, surely. Yeah, yeah but I mean, if you if, 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 I can see the problem. A lot of people in Popsky business, a friend of mine has a business in Popsky, and he said, it is like driving the bumpers and cross the haven in the mellies long ago trying to get around this new footpath. That's what it is like, he said. And every business people in Popsky are hopping over it. If you start, Neil, it's a total... Ma- I came over the bus yesterday <laughs> for uh, Bridge, heading up Mulgrave Road, and the traffic coming down was stopped. At the I know, I, I, suppose I, was bus, trying, I, suppose, yeah, I suppose I was trying to lighten the mood here, but you're being deadly serious. Like. Yeah, but I mean, the, the bus now couldn't get through the gap yesterday because the footpath is just that two or three feet out too far. So the bus had to stop and wait until all the traffic coming down from Northside passed so he could move on. No, does that make any sense? No, it doesn't. Anything that creates traffic back up. Or I've ca- I was caught in one in town the other night. It was a nightmare. Yeah. I didn't... I, imagine this. I was going into the Metropole to the Faulty Towers gig and I was trying to get into the car park in Carroll's Quay. I was about f- 10 feet away from the entrance, stuck in traffic for 35 minutes. At yeah. quarter past seven on a Tuesday evening. <laughs> what's, what's going yeah, on? Like, it's insane. I mean, I know, Neil, I said, is no, that the footpath's fault? I don't know. If, if, you're, if you're in the area, as you said, maybe it's Sunday morning, but there's no traffic around. So if you're coming into town, just, just go up by Chamberlain's Church there and just have one look like... Oh, no, no, I mean, there's like, probably a... Ser- no, listen, you are being serious, and it is a nightmare for people. I acknowledge that. Happy to put you on the air. But yeah, but I mean, I can see the problem. Of, of the only person... But I mean, how the engineers that actually come up, design it, and look at it, I don't know how they can see the problem because yeah, but sure, they just they just design it and send it off, and somebody goes up the concrete and done it. They don't maybe think of the consequences of the effect and, it's going and, to have and, in the real and, world. And Neil, we are living up here in Hollyhill. If you go over Harvey Road, there as you just beyond say beyond the garage here on Harvey Road, and you turn left to go down to the Blarney Road, you know they don't want cars in the city. They'll do anything to stop. Yeah, them. yeah, but, but there's a lane. There's a lane in the middle way up to Apple Computers. And there's a lane in the left as you go down, as you want to turn down to the Blarney Road. They came along about six, three months ago and they put an extension onto the footpath that you can barely see. I know it's there, but at night time you'll forget about it and I, I believe a number of cars have actually drove into it. Okay, mind yourself. Dave, stay safe, all right? Have a great weekend. They just don't want traffic in the city and I think they're doing everything and anything they can to encourage traffic to stay the hell out. They only want pedestrians and people walking around and they want everything pedestrianised and that's why you'll be hammered and fined if you go down Patrick Street in the afternoon. That's why they want more footpaths. They just want people 
on bicycles or on foot. Uh, for people with regards to passport issues, thank you. I see a lot of texts talking about the fact that you don't even need one to go to the UK with Aer Lingus and lots more then talking about the City Passport Office. I went into the Cork City Passport Office in January. We were heading on holidays in Paddy's Day. Walked straight in, applied for my son's first passport. I was less than 20 minutes in there and I received exactly the passport four days later at a cost of €45. Euro. Well, you're just one of the lucky ones if you manage to sort it for 45 bucks. Where do you get this from? Not needing a passport going and coming to the UK. I travel a lot between the two. You do need a passport over and back. I left my passport on the countertop once and had to go back home to get it. You can't go anywhere out of this country without a passport. I wonder, Marie, did you fly Ryanair? Text the Neil Prenderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. we got about five minutes left now to text who you are, who you are and where you are to 86 106 to be part of my final shout-out for Roosters Piri Piri. Free Food Friday. It'll feed 15 of you, probably even more. They are very generous in what they give us for Free Food Friday every week from Roosters. So, who you are and where you are, please, to 86 8104106. Listen to me, this is unsigned, but don't feel bad about yourself. I feel your pain. Neil, I wonder, can you help me? I bought a pool pump yesterday at Smith's. You're being very optimistic, aren't you? A pool pump uh, at Smith's. And while getting the kids in the car, I put it on the roof of the car. I forgot it, drove off. But now I'm not sure if any of your listeners would by any chance have picked it up. And if so, do they still have it? If anybody found your pool pump, get in touch with me and uh, we will relocate it and get it back to you. Uh, text 0868104106. But I feel your pain. I have honestly, in the course of my life, left so many things on the roof of the car. I have left coffee on the top of the car, drove off to see it clatter across the road. I have left wallets on the top of my car and drove off only to have somebody wave me down and point back I left my mobile phone on the top of the car and driven off, only to see it clattering and smashing across. I remember getting on a ferry and having a particularly small bag, um, which went down into the um, underground where cars park on the ferry, right down underground, getting the kids, this was years ago, getting the kids out, getting all the bags out. And I had all of the money in a particular bag and the passports and everything, put it up on the roof of the car. That would have been a substantial amount of dosh, wouldn't it, going to France for three weeks when you think of it. Um, and, and I, I think I wasn't even into credit cards at the time. It was probably all cash. Um, and uh, went back, sorry, got got out of the, the the hold, climbed all of the stairs, up four or five flights, jammed boat now, jammed ship, loads of people climbing, only to realize when I got up into the reception area that I'd forgotten it. I can, I, I can to this day remember the pain in my chest, trying to get down again. Flight after flight, stairs after stairs, pushing the other way against all of the upcoming traffic, believing 100% that it was gone, never see it again, the holiday was ruined. Would you believe it? It was still sitting there on top of the roof. I mean, talk about a stroke of luck. So I feel your pain or anybody's pain who leave things on top of their motor car uh, roof. If you have stories like that to share, do get in touch. Text 0868104106. Now, uh, a couple of texts from the uh, ongoing issues regarding UCC students and residents around the college. I went to UCC and graduated in 2014, aged 61, because I could not go at 18. Very few children of working class parents uh, could afford to send their children there. Um, your caller, Anthony, is wrong. The problem now is that UCC students could not care less about the residents. Also, if UCC removed these thugs from college, that would put a stop to this carry-on. 
If the residents blocked the entrance to UCC, the college would not be long changing. I visited Sydney and I can tell you this kind of behaviour would not be tolerated uh, by those students, says Con. I think it's very unfortunate because I saw the video of the gig. Every single person was having a fantastic time. They were singing along. They were dancing. The sun was shining. The band were brilliant. There wasn't an ounce of trouble. The only problem about it all was that it was in the wrong place. Can we think about giving them the auditorium, the outdoor auditorium, the outdoor stage, I should say, at Fitzgerald's Park? The live band, Neil, was a step too far, but otherwise I don't feel sorry for anyone who moved into a student area in the last 20 years. They should have known better. One more, the huge thing about the students is they lack respect for anybody. They're getting worse and worse and doing stuff because they're allowed to get away with it. The law and those in authority need to teach them a lesson or possibly stop fining them and prosecute them. I, di- I didn't even know they had started finding them. Um, your right of passage isn't a good ex- of excuse anymore, Neil, with the antisocial behaviour that's going on up there for years. Uh, sick to death of hearing about students. Nothing's going to change unless they find them. And if I had my way, they would be barred from attending any third-level education. This softly, softly approach is not working. We are shortly going to have 300 extra uh, student accommodation units with the monstrosity on the Vanden Road. So thank you for those texts. Keep them coming. Text 0868104106. Final shout-outs and lots more to do after the break. The Neil Prendeville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 0818104106. All right. It's a Friday, so you do these kind of crazy things on Friday, although I have this a few days. Jamie from Mayfield was in touch, but um, rather than read the whole thing out, I've actually got him on the phone. Jamie! What's going on? What's that beepity beep there? Is somebody telling you to move on? <laughs> no, my, da- my dad there is grinding a tile and trying to beat him tell him to stop. But... Th- what's he doing? Grinding a tile. He's a tiler. Right. Are you, and is he, are you working with him? Do with you, pal. You guys are in real short supply. You're like a Snickers at a fat camp. Like there's hardly any of you around. Yeah, that's true. When you need them. Okay. Anyway, I can talk about that another day. What I want to talk to you about is this predicament you find yourself in. You said that you want me to settle an argument. What's the argument? Um. So my girlfriend and a few of her friends they're off in West Cork, and we we went to the chip a few times, and I was like, I'll get a chip cheese curry, or uh, one time I said a chip cheese gallon. They're like. What? That's not how you say it. They say curry, curry, cheese chip. Hang, chip. Hang, I need to write this. What do you say? I say chip, cheese, curry or garlic. Chip? You actually put chips together cheese. with cheese and curry? Yeah, oh, it's beautiful. That's disgusting. It's got to be either <laughs> cheese or curry. What are you doing? <laughs> you don't knock it till you try it, I suppose. Okay, so you say chip, cheese, curry. Yeah. Um, What's the girlfriend from West Cork say? She says um, curry, cheese, chips. And then her friends say one chip. Like, just chip, like. And our mates say curry, cheese, chip. Yeah. As in a singular chip. Yeah. You want my opinion? Yeah. They're wrong, <laughs> right? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you're, you're right. Because the main event is the chips. Exactly. Yeah? And yeah, then you, the, don't, you don't say... Spaghetti, like no, you, no you, you don't, my man. You don't say a chips and steaks. You don't. You say no. s- steak and chips. Exactly. But they won't accept that, will they? Oh, no, no. They keep saying I'm wrong and I, I'll, I'll take this to the grave with me. <laughs> You'll take it to the grave if you keep eating concoctions like that. 
chips. Well, I don't eat them that often anyway. <laughs> and why is there garlic written here? Is there garlic as well involved in that? No, that's a separate thing, like chips, cheese, garlic, then that's just a separate thing. Like, you know, if you've got it covered in curry and you've got it covered in cheese, melted cheese, they're fairly soggy old chips, aren't they? Ah, no, it's grand, it's still nice. <laughs> okay, so what's your girlfriend's name from West Cork? Chloe. Chloe, I'm terribly sorry, but you're wrong. We actually did a Twitter <laughs> poll on it as well on Jamie's behalf. <laughs> and with regards to those who responded, and there was many, 79% of them said that Jamie is right. The correct term is chips, cheese, and curry. I'm delayed to know. <laughs> it's the first time I've ever really said. <laughs> so you need to milk that over the weekend, all right? <laughs> Where do you I go? Do that now, where man. do you go for your chips, cheese, and curry? Where would one get a good feed of it? I say probably or Looney's or Murphy's in Blackpool. So Looney's is in Mayfield, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Looney's in Mayfield, or else Murphy's in Blackpool. And what makes them great? What's the best about them? Oh, it's just beautiful. Like no matter no matter any time you get it, just it's never it's never bad. Every time it's always good. Are you heading there tonight. I don't know. I might know after all the talk about it. That's the problem, you see. I'm the very same as you. I want chips at lunchtime now, and Dino's is just yeah. in the road, like. And I, my car, yeah. will, my car will want to go right, but I'll want to go left and head to Dino's. And will I do it? Oh yeah, you might as well. Since we're talking about it, now we'll have to get it. All right, Jamie wins. I say so, and our Twitter poll says so. Sorry, Chloe. <laughs> She's buying the chips tonight. Cheers, Jamie. Yeah. Not about it, thank you. Not only did we get a response to that in our Twitter poll as to the which way it should be put, we got an awful lot of texts on it. In Cork, where I'm from, it's chips, cheese and curry. But up here in Tipperary, where Jennifer is at the moment, she says it's curry, cheese and chips. Oh, it's got to be the chips first. Um, it's curry, actually, Neil, it is curry, chips with cheese. When you're ordering, it's just curry, chip, cheese. Simple as that. If you think that's simple, Peter, you've confused, you've confused me even more. You think I confused people this morning with regards to um, uh, changing the speed limits. And then there was lots more came in then with regards to shout-outs for the best chippers. I've covered most of them, actually, I have to say. Happy Gilmore's in Yall is another one. Um, but it's a crying shame that nobody mentioned the fitters in Looney's takeaway in Blackpool. They're the best thing ever. Um, clearly now, they're not fitters who are in fitting out the building. They're actually, they actually are fritters. Fritters. Which I think, if I remember correctly, a fritter. Is, is it a deep fried pineapple slice? I think. Anyway, text 0868104106. Happy to oblige and solve that um, issue for Keith. He's right and the girlfriend's wrong. Mick, good morning. Hi, Neil. How are you? What fun we had during the week there with the great guitar riffs. And I also learned right. that there's a difference between a riff and a guitar solo. Did you know that? I did know, I did know that, even though I'm not a guitarist. But I, I'd have music going morning, noon and night. Okay, yeah, so yeah. the one that came in at number one for the greatest guitar riff. The riff is the intro, is it? The riff is the intro, yeah. The, just the bit that draws you in, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So, the biggest one, they say, or the one that came first was Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. Then there was The Eye of the Tiger, Queen, Another One Bites to the Dust, Sex on Fire, yeah. Kings of Leon, Stay Away to Heaven by Zeppelin, Michael Jackson's Beat It, Teen Spirit from Nirvana, uh, Alabama from Skinner, Layla, and Money for Nothing from Dire Straits. Anyway, go ahead yourself. What have you got? I, I was, uh, yeah, I had, uh, I had Layla um, uh, picked as well too. Um, by uh, by Eric Clapton. Uh, although I think it was originally 
when he was with Derek in the Dominoes. But um, um, I had that, and I also had picked uh, Inter Sandman from Metallica. Hang on, okay, well, hang on a second. I mean, do you want me to play little bits of these, or what's the deal here? Yeah, if you have it, you can let it go. Oh, yeah, listen, I knew you were coming on. Any chance to hear even 17 seconds of this? <laughs> So that also um, was done acoustically. Do you, you probably saw the unplugged version of that? Did you? The unplugged tour, but the best version of it, if you want, to, if you have Spotify, uh, I have a live album of his called "One More Car, One More Rider," and it was um, it was recorded in the Staples Centre in Los Angeles about fifteen twenty years ago, and it's brilliant. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's better. That the crowd aren't expecting it and then when they hear that roof they, they just lift the roof Okay, so that's your number one Why did you say your number two was? My number two was Enter Sandman by Metallica from 1991 from the Black Album Oh, I like that Yeah, great I like it It's heavy, you know, and it's very funny. Ah, that's pedal to the metal stuff, that is, isn't it? That's, that's, that's headbanger's ball, yeah. yeah. yeah there's yeah. no, there's no um, uh, satisfaction from the Stones intro featuring with anybody. No brown sugar from the Stones. You remember Freeze All Right Now, stuff like yeah, that. Uh, Why is that? I don't know. Um, it's just that they're just, a, maybe it's just, uh, that there's just one game. You know, it's it's light. Maybe it's just maybe it's, it's their music is considered light. When you think of riffs, you think of heavy metal, don't you? And hard Not rock. really, though. If you've got Eye of the Tiger at number two, you know, I, I, uh, that's yeah. light. Yeah. All right, number one. And what's your third then? Uh, the third one is Black Sabbath Paranoid from 1970. <laughs> Most. Most of the bands now are afraid of electric guitars, I'd say. They are terrified of them. They wouldn't know what they are. They just yeah. want synth, you know? That's, all that's they 52 want. years old, Neil. That's what? a fantastic riff. Yeah. Paranoid was written in 1970, yeah, by Tony Iommi. Yeah, it's fantastic, yeah. Well yeah. done, man. Well done. I'd encourage other people to give us their top threes. Uh, so, you turn it up loud, do you? Oh, I, oh, yeah. crank it up, yeah, yeah. You hear me coming down the road, yeah. <laughs> what, what's that on the on the on the Harley Davidson? Is it? Uh, no, it's a, a car. Maybe a Harley someday, but uh, a car for now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair play to you. Thanks for taking the call. Cheers. Keep uh, keep it loud and keep it rocking and keep the guitar riffs coming. Text zero eight six eight one zero four one zero six for your top three, and we'll play some more of those next week okay last blast of shout outs and then I want to pick a free food Friday winner in a few minutes time for everybody at DGS in Cork would love some roosters please everybody at Transport in Ballyvalan morning to Rob Joe's Edge Hair Salon in Blarney to everybody Impact Metals in Glanmire Emma's Nails morning Vicky uh, at Vicky Lynch Polished and Lashes by 
rattling lots of businesses on the Old Mallow Road and they share it next door with D&T Detailing. Uh, to Lorraine at Magic Vacations in Kinsale, the dispatch team in Roadstone, everybody working and studying in UCC. Morning John, Broderick's Chemist on Barrick Street, uh, Docus and Glenbeg Residential House in Clonakilty are listening this morning, Munster D&G are listening, the Bookspace Station in Douglas, Blockwall Development in Ballanglana. Oh man, I'm not going to get all these zoo cars in Little Island. Uh, Sweetman Building and Maintenance were working away. The Leisure Centre at the Roadstone Park Hotel. Morning to you all, in particular Quiva, Jane and Martina. Tony and the gang at Euro Car Parks. Uh, Caller in Tivoli. AP Vaughan in Tower. SR Technics in Mahan. Proquip in Churchfield. Bossard Boys in Little Island. And what else have I got for you? Uh, Shirley's Beauty and Laser Clinic in Glanmire. And one or two more. St. Finbar's Ward in the Bonds for Free Food Friday. Uh, Mirror Mirror Hair Salon and Mayfield Smurf at Kappa. Farinry Credit Union. My apologies, I won't get any more done. Uh, great to hear you. Great to see you earlier, my old pal. Any chance of some lunch for the lads here in Kent Station? They deserve a big lunch for all their efforts. Yes. Stephen Hackett, he was here at the radio station this morning. Morning to you all at Kent Station. Okay, so we'll pick a winner now in about seven or eight minutes' time. But I want to just check back in, right? Because Reggie is in the Opera House with all of his friends and characters. I believe it started this week and will run for maybe a week or 10 days. And he's there with Sean McShawn, McOshea, McOshea, Poppy Coppinger and Sloppy and Bunty and Ducky and Milky Pilkington. Um, and I just want to check in as to how it's been going for him so far at the Everyman. Reggie! Hello, Neil. Let's talk. How's it going? I'm very going. good. Unbelievably well. I'm just getting a couple of shots here now, just in case I catch the nori flu, because I was in front of a lot of people last night, and you know yourself. Once you go up onto McCartan Street, you're taking all kinds of risks. Are there, there are there are there norries and sorries in the audience? Then would you keep the norries in the balcony and the sorries in the stalls? I was told. I was told we would. I was told they were going to keep all the norries upstairs, but I, I found someone last night. They were covered in polyester. So I mean, obviously, the, our systems. We're going to looking at. We're doing a preview at the moment. Oh, so you were saying like we're track, opening Saturday tracksuits, is it? Oh, the whole lot, absolutely. Mo Salah written on the back of his jersey. Liverpool fans, like, they're the worst. So we're working on the system. Like, the, the, the show went fantastically, but the only problem now is that the couple of hours are slipping through. So we're working, we're just with various kind of electronic devices and swabs and all kind of things to make sure that they're not getting into the stall. Uh, Reggie, I tell you what, you take the Northsiders out of the audience, boy, and no one's going to laugh. They've got the best sense of humour. Well, I know because they're getting tanked up from about three o'clock and they left the thing. If you're coming in then, they hit the ground running, you know, and there's so many bars now to work your way down in McCartan Street. Isn't it great the way it is at the moment, McCartan Street? So, you know, they're easy, really. All you have to do is look at them where and they laugh. Where would you start? Gallagher's, is it? <laughs> well, I mean, you could start at either end, really. And, you know, you, well, I'd, I'd only go further on, actually, down towards Chine there, the corner. You get a good run up then, right? You go up pedestrian, I'd get you across to Gallagher there after your scoops and then you're flying in. Dan Lowry's then, and you can pretty much fall, literally fall in the door of the everyman, and it's very handy for them. Yeah, but, they, but they'd be shouting up at you and heckling, wouldn't they? So, like, they might, they might do they a Will would, Smith, they they might would, do a Will Smith like, on obviously, you. Obviously, the beauty of it is, in a way, right, I have no clue what they're saying. And that's not just because they've had seven points. I just, you know, the old accent, it would be lost on me. So, you know, I don't know who they are, really. But you can tell by the jerseys, you know, the how sportswear many, and all How that many kind. standing ovations, Roger, Reggie? I've no idea. I have a harness comes down and plucks me off the stage the minute it's over. Right? I, you know, I'm actually not covered for my life insurance doesn't cover me to go on the north side. So 
They had the chopper and straight into the chopper. So I don't know. Bunchy stayed on last night. He said like they, they didn't leave until around eleven, <laughs> calling me to come back. But I was I was actually on a date with a very open-minded woman from Heidelberg by the time that came around. You know, so <laughs> you have to move I, on. You have to keep going. I would have thought you'd have slipped out the side door into the metropole for a gin and tonic. Oh God, gin and tonic. God, that's very Douglas and Roger down the road of you. No, Jesus, not at all. No, 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 no. I have a place. I have a little kind of hideaway in West Cork for uh, liaisons. I won't be. I won't mention the address. <laughs> oh man, I'm going to give some tickets away. Is that all right with you? Oh, by if there's any left, I believe there's a few left. All right, I mean, it is running now for two more weeks now, so it's from so from it's ending actually tomorrow fortnight. So there's plenty of time. There's tickets left if you, if you want to go some of the days. There so is, but I was, I was looking online. They're selling really well. I mean, I'm, I was wanted to give away tickets for tomorrow night, and then I go and hear that it's sold out. So you know, yeah. I'm going I'm to give them away for April thirteenth. You must be delighted with your popularity because you're a, you know you're a bit like yeah. Marmite, I suppose, aren't you, Reg? What's that? Well, they either love you or hate you, kind of thing. A bit like me. Oh, that thing—that thing that Nori's put on their bread. No, no, no. I—I <laughs> I, I wouldn't have thought so. No. Um, no, I'm, I'm amazed that anyone wouldn't like me. You know, I'm, I'm astonished. I did try to get Porky Cueve. You know, which, after all the stuff I said about these Cork people, there was no way they were going to let me in. <laughs> so I'm delighted with the everyman, though. And you know, let's fill it now for as much as we can. But if you can find a couple of tickets there, give them away. Oh just no, maybe I have. check. Yeah, yeah, I have them. Oh yeah, just check where they're going, would you? <laughs> and like. Are you like telling me now? Are you telling me now if I give away three sets of tickets for the gig, they have to be, what, somebody from um, uh, Crosshaven, Kinsale, Baltimore, Skull? Oh, God, you're very 1980s. No, none of those places count anymore. No, what? Black Rock Road. But you know what I do? I don't care. Actually, the Norries are dead right. The Norries are great for the atmosphere. Just don't give them to anyone in Charleville. Because, no, the every man has been on, so you never get rid of the smell of cheese in the, in the theatre afterwards. <laughs> So just okay. just maybe not Charleville, but anywhere else is brand. So no Charleville and no polyester tracksuits, is it? I will. We will we'll let the detector up and running. I think tonight we'll certainly have it running for opening night tomorrow night. <laughs> okay. So you, you'll know nowhere to go. What's the difference between a pre- preview and opening night, Reggie? Is that for you and to Marjorie to, to decide what jokes work and what jokes just? Are dreadful. No, the only difference I can see is two fifty in the ticket price. So your cheapskates coming in Thursday and Friday for some reason thinking they're going to get a bargain. It's going to be it was as good last night now as it's going to be every night. So there's no there's no glitches to iron out except as I said the detection system. All right, I'm going to give, I'm going to give away. <laughs> I'm going to give away three sets of tickets for April thirteenth. All right. You're a superstar. Lucky for some. <laughs> and yeah. people can book directly everymancork.com forward slash box office or they can either book there or on phones. And that's on 021 uh, Break Break a leg. I mean that quite literally. <laughs> oh, I will. I'll make sure to. <laughs> Take care, Reggie, at the Everyman, um, and it runs until April 16th. Ticket sales are rocking, so don't hang around. Book your own tickets. Tomorrow night's sold out. Phone lines are open for that on, uh, well, take callers 10, 11, and 12 on 0818-104-106. For Reggie at the Everyman, and you're going on April 13th. Nobody from Charleville, says please, and nobody in polyester our tracksuits. Before I love you and leave you, I've been telling you about this all week. It's important to do this. Worth 15,000 euro. Elizabeth! I've got yes! You surely be to God would not dance to your first wedding song or anybody's <laughs> wedding song to that song. 
I know, but I, I just love that song myself, so I just picked that song for them. I know it's not you. I mean, the only person that would dance to that song as their first wedding song, I want to break free, is somebody who's getting married for the second time. Surely be to God. I know, there's lovely lyrics because I'm falling in love and everything, you know? I want to break free. It's kind of a confusing song at best. <laughs> okay, so you, who did you enter on behalf of? For my brother, Morris O'Brien, and his fiancée, Frances Connery. And when are they getting married? November this in year. Beautiful Gary Vaux. Are they East Cork yeah. people or West Cork people or what? Yeah, it's Googs and Laura. Oh my God. So a big day planned, yeah? Yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. So Morris will love you if he wins 15 grand, five grand to be spent in best menswear, five grand in Cinderella's closet, and five grand in Michelle the jewellers. Wow, that'd be some prize, wouldn't it? I'll be the best sister, wouldn't I? You probably are anyway. Will you ever tell him that he's one step closer to winning, all right? I will, of course, Neil. Have a great weekend, Elizabeth Sheehan and Ballancolleg, and uh, congratulations for moving on. Sorry, Ballin- Ballincorrig, is it? That's it. All right, girl. Appreciate you taking the call. Well done. So 15 grand's worth. Stay listening across today for other opportunities to win for yourself. Free Food Friday winner this week. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. Um, 15 of you will be fed courtesy of ourselves and Roosters Piri Piri. It's Riverview Veterinary Hospital in Ballancolleg. They deserve the Free Food Friday. They're the best vets and nurses and they work incredibly hard and deserve a lovely lunch today. So thank you for that text. That's our Free Food Friday winner uh, for this week. Uh, if there's not 15 of you, share it with other businesses in the Ballancolleg area, why don't you? Uh, we have uh, winners also uh, for Reggie live at the Everyman. Unfortunately, I don't have where people are from. Noreen Buckley, Patrick Kremen, and Tony O'Brien. I'm assuming none of the three of you wear polyester. None of the three of you wear tracksuits. And none of the three of you are from Charleville. Um, because those type of people are apparently not invited to a Reggie gig. Anyway, lines will stay open. Text 0868104106. Uh, if you have a story to share, do so over the weekend. Email neil at redfm.ie. I'm clean out of time. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.